You're listening to the World Football Program with all the latest updates from both local and international football. Welcome to another wonderful edition of the World Football Programme here on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. I'll just fade that down. Many thanks to Celtic Rambles and another excellent show. You can catch that on the restream after you've listened to us for the next two hours. Boom, boom, boom. That's that done. Thank you very much. Joining me in the studio today is the wonderful world's greatest wingman, hashtag, there's the in joke here in the studio, those watching on the webcam can see me, my brand new hashtag United uh, shirt, many thanks to Jim Webb, who was also in the studio, Pete Skiller is joining us here, before we start, many thanks to our long-time partners, Futsal WA, the biggest and best futsal competition in Perth, Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron for custom fencing, gates and gate automation project, manufacture and installs, and also to Gate and Fence Hardware WA for all your hardware and parts to make your fence and gate look penny schmicko. <laughs> we thank those long-time partners. As I say, we've got a big, big, big show in the studio. As I mentioned, is Pete Skiller and Jim Webb. Jim's here especially to reminisce about his recent footballing adventures over in the UK. We have the Lost Lioness, Hayley Roach, joining us in the second half hour, and she will be having a chat to us with all things to do with the EFL, mainly the championship. In the second hour, we've got Dan Evans, the recently appointed uh, Morley Windmills coach, and we discussed that. Sean and Jim discussed Mm -hmm. uh, that appointment last week, and a big surprise at the end. We've got um, John... I forgot his last name. <laughs> Polly Pitt? Yeah, Paul Pitt. Oh, Paul my Pitt. goodness. What on you? You did 90 oh, seconds. A... <laughs> <laughs> Smoke coming out of the ears already. Uh, Polly Kett, who's going to be talking about the uh, reunion that he has uh, organised for the golden era of Western Australian football, 1973 to 1983. So stay tuned for that. That will be in the second hour. Gentlemen, enough of me crapping on. Good morning. I love your shirt, Hugh. I love it too. It's a great shirt. I love it too. You've got to actually, we've got to show the photograph afterwards. To show oh, yeah, we'll get, we'll yeah, get a photo, yeah. Well, I like yeah. your shirt. Uh, Jim's rocking the Australia shirt, and yeah. he's going to talk about uh, that game at Wembley recently. And Pete, 
Mike's got his Perth Glory Media Polo on. Yeah. What the hell, mate? <laughs> so, well, someone's got to support the local side. <laughs> Hughes jumps on the bandwagon with hashtag <laughs> tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just gone 10 o'clock. Jim, let's just uh, go straight with that. As I said, recently you were over in the UK and was it 15 games in 30 days? 15 days, 15 games, 31 days. 31 days. Uh, including a game against Hashtag United, including which, hashtag which we're still going to mention because you're so proud of that show. I, mean, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. I was saying to the boys off air that uh, once I was fueling up just down here in Coburn and a little kid was wearing a, a, a Hashtag United shirt from a couple of seasons ago and I did the old, as uh, most people who know the, uh, the Hashtag United, did the Hashtag United sign and went, Hashtag United! And the kid looked, went, what? And his old man was... Be- Paying for the fuel, turned around and goes, How do you know? We had a bit of a banter about Hashtag United. <laughs> Let's start there then, Jim. Hashtag United, you gave us a bit of an insight, well, gave Pete a bit of an insight because I already knew. Who and what are Hashtag United, please? So, so I had to rely on the youth party of my, uh, <laughs> basically, my, my son, my son Harry, who, uh, who came on the tour with me. And uh, while he was uh, looking at the fixtures, noticed. Well, we had a choice of two games, right West Bromwich Albion versus Millwall or Hashtag United versus Wingate and Finchley. Well, and for listeners, that uh, Millwall-West Brom game was a, an absolute snooze fest. Nil-nil. Nil-nil. So, so we chose one. the right game. So it's a good one. We'll swerve, too. We'll swerve that one. And who wants to go to the Hawthorns anyway? I do. <laughs> and uh, so we, uh, yeah, so the, uh, we had a look. First of all, where do Hashtag United play? Yep. And where no, do they play because again? there's no such place called Hashtag. No, I know there's some funny place names over there, but no, there's <laughs> definitely not one called Hashtag. So Hashtag play at Bowers and Pitsy Football Club, which is just uh, just out, well, halfway between Southend and Chelmsford, I think it right. was. I think we yep. worked it out to be. Um, and, yeah, so we got there at nice and early. And for those who don't know, Hashtag United basically started up as a social media phenomenon, maybe. Uh, <laughs> with their YouTube. The, the guy, I think, the guy who runs it called Spencer, who uh, is a YouTuber. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm sure the youth today are fully understanding what I'm talking about. The kids, because, <laughs> the kids today, because there's two, two others in this studio that are looking at me, your blank faces. <laughs> and uh, But they started off as a, a, the equivalent of a Sunday team, and then they just yeah. progressed up through the ranks. I think originally... Originally, every one of their players had to have some kind of social media right, channel and a hashtag, but I think that's sort of eased off slightly where well, well, they've you, got more competitive now. Well, as you go up the, uh, the footballing pyramid, you yeah. need to... Uh, know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. and, and you expand your... This is no, it's only from the regions. I only want players from West Ham. I only want from the East End of London. No, no, I'll take that uh, Johnny Foreigner. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, I'll stop paying them. And then, yeah, so uh, I, I spoke to Hugh before I left him that this is the plan we were going, and he said, oh, if you can, can you get me a shirt? And yeah, with a bit more enthusiasm than that. Yeah. And yeah, and luckily the day we were there was the day that they actually uh, started selling the shirts, and and they were all sold out within fifteen minutes. And uh, yeah, you were telling me this was the last. Um, and the, excuse my French. No, I won't use the the exact term. The last. That um, was the last of your size. The last of my size. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Those who know me know exactly what I said to Jim when I asked for the size. The, the, well, the shed often chants your size, don't they? Yeah. When the opposition. <laughs> Keepers taking a kick. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I can talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we had, a, we had a nice day there. The summer shining, nice clubhouse. Uh, interesting set up the fact that the bar's only open till half time and then the bar shuts. I think because they share the ground, they don't actually own the bar sales. I and think things they've like learnt that. from the glory. No, 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 because when I was. Uh, when I went over to, uh, to see the Albion play back in 2018, um, I said to, to the missus, like, you know, look. I'm off to the bar. What do you want? You know, 
they had the uh, pucker pies and, and a, uh, they had the Hawthorne gin. I said, all right, well, I'll have uh, two pies and uh, give us two gins. Yep, no worries. And I went to go out back out of the concourse, get the correct phrasing there, and um, there's a you know, big monkey man there going, where do you think you're going, son? I went, well, back to the sea. Like, I'm, I'm Australian. Yeah, you can take your pie, take your yeah, drink back to the sea. No. He went, no, 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 son, you, you, you can't take that out of the concourse. I went, oh. Right. Only at the n- no worries. Two gins and two pies for me. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's, that's only at the professional level. At the non-league level, you can sit there having a beer while watching the game. So yeah. it's only it's only at the, the professional oh, level okay. you can't have a beer while you. Yeah, while no, you, that surprised me. Anyway, know. back to you, Jim. Sorry, mate. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, hashtag one two nil. They played Wingate and Finchley. It was a it wasn't a bad game. Um, I think the highlight was uh, we we stood next to we think it may have been the Wingate and Finchley chairman. Oh no. And. Uh, <laughs> During the warm-up, his players were having shots at goal, missing over into the car park, and uh, the, the language went on, bleep, 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 ball, bleep, 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 you, bleep, 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 you, it's coming out of your wages, you bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> <laughs> Non-league football at its finest. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, so that was, uh, that was actually game five of the, uh, the 15 game, and that was after week one. You've already seen five games in the first we, week. We saw one game on the day we arrived. Yeah, now tell us about that so, because that was mental. You, you told the listeners before you left exactly how that was going to go and how stressful. Uh, yeah, that was. so we'd already booked the flights and then uh, then Harry came in and said, oh, they've changed the Leeds game at home <laughs> to midday on the day we arrive and <laughs> we landed at 6.15 in the morning. So um, <laughs> it was like, okay, we might need to hurry up a bit when we're leaving the airport. <laughs> yeah. uh, and... You know, we arrived on time, which uh, is is pretty handy to yep. start with. And immigration, which I thought was going to be a nightmare, ten minutes done. Wow! I couldn't believe it. Wow! Then we're waiting for our luggage, <laughs> <laughs> and we're waiting, and we're waiting, <laughs> and we're waiting. <laughs> and you know, when you get to that point when you think, oh, I yeah. don't think the luggage has quite <laughs> made the journey. <laughs> uh, I I spoke to this guy and said, look, we've been waiting an hour. Yeah. Now, forgetting that we're at Heathrow Airport and not Perth Airport. Yes, that's you right. You know, and there's a plane landing every 90 seconds. And the yeah, guy, yeah, we, yeah. mate, we've got, we've got lots of planes, lots yeah. of luggage. It's coming. And lucky. And then, uh, you know, when you start looking around and thinking, well, they were still on my plane and yeah, they were on my yeah. plane. Oh, yeah, so, okay, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. the only yeah, one. Uh, and eventually, after about an hour and 10, hour and 15 minutes, the luggage came through wow. and uh, breezed through uh, customs, you know, and. We'd had a couple of plans, so if we'd got out earlier, we could have got on the train straight to my dad's house for a shower and then got back on the train back to the ground. Yep. Luckily, I've got an auntie that lives 15-minute walk from the ground, so we'd already planned it. We've heard that if we are delayed, we're going to your house. Straight to your house. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, it was a quick message saying, we've arrived, put the kettle on, <laughs> we're on our way. So um, from landing at 6.15, I was having my first beer down at Millwall with all my mates at 10.30, I think it was, so... You know, uh, that's good work. That is good work, and, it's, and Millwall did the right thing. Oh, Millwall did the traditional thing and lost three nil. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't expect any less to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I'll, I'll be, I'll be completely honest. I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. I was just twenty six hours of travelling, and uh, yeah, I couldn't. We played in blue. As far as I one day I'll watch the highlights, but when you lose three nil at home, that's yeah. not on the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So after the Millwall game, so yes. how long after that one? So you had some sleep. So uh, well, there. well, yeah. So we had some sleep. We, we Monday was a bit of a recovery day. 
<laughs> as it needs to be, yeah. Right. And then Tuesday. Now, the Tuesday was funny because that was, there was an abundance of games to right. go and watch. Yeah. Uh, I think we actually had it down to five or six games in and around the London area on a Tuesday night, and we couldn't decide. So we were in a uh, well-known coffee place, uh, me, my dad, and, yeah, and yeah. Harry, and... Uh, I ripped up a serviette or a napkin. I wrote down all the games, <laughs> screwed them up, and said to me, Dad, pick one out. Yeah. And he picked out Sutton United versus Aston Villa in the English Football League. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's Aston Villa under 21s. Yeah. Yeah. And so I said to Harry, you happy with that? Yeah, 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 I'm happy. Dad, are you coming to that? Nah, too far. Because Sutton's the other side of London. Too far. Right. Yeah. I went, all right, okay. Let's pick. So we, we started again. We picked them out the hat again. Dad, pick another one out. Yeah. Sutton United versus Aston Villa under 21. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> so, well, you know, it's fate. So, he went there. Uh, Sutton United, a very typical non-league ground, fairly new to the Football League, yep. and uh, the football style was uh, agricultural. Agricultural. Yep. <laughs> Where Aston Villa under 21s was pass, move, pass, move, pass, move. Sutton was, I'm going to hoof it to the small man up front. Yeah. Which... Not the big man up front, the small man up front. Oh, you know. no. Yes, it wasn't working. No, and the Villa under-21s have got a couple of under-18 England they were, I was really quite impressed with yeah, the way yeah. they played, and, and they went one up after five minutes, and wow. I turned around to Harry and went, oh, this is going to be five or six. Yeah. Mm. They went two up. Now, it took ages, and the trains were every hour. They went two up <laughs> with about 20 minutes to go, and I said, shall we uh, get the early train? Yep. So I'll be honest, I don't like leaving grounds early. Yeah. No, no, no. But, but we left two nil up and Villa cruising. Yep. So we got on the train, I've got the score app on my thing. Oh, Sutton have just equalised. Okay. Oh, Sutton have just scored. Yeah. Ah, tenth minute of injury time, Sutton have made it 2-2. <laughs> <laughs> wow, again, another one to leave early. Ten minutes of injury time. Ten minutes of injury time. That's, so, that's so, why you never leave early. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then it goes, so there's no extra time. And the go, those games go straight to penalties. And I right. think Villa won 7-6 on penalties. So that hour we had waiting, if we'd waited for it, we would have actually caught quite nicely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so, um, but hey, it was another ground. There was also, I think we've had this conversation about the closest ground that you've never been to, to that's where right. you live. And Everything. Sutton was mine. So mm-hmm. I crossed Sutton off. Nice. And now I've got my new closest ground I've never been to. Which is? Lincoln City. Lincoln City. Okay. Which is about 100, no, it's about 220, 230 kilometres from where my dad lives, which is where I clamp my point of uh, home. Okay, so you've, you've got a, a good... Uh, I've got a plan there. for the next tour. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, but the one I wanted to have a, a chat to you about was the... Um, that... Uh, can they do it on that uh, famed uh, Tuesday midweek European adventure? Liverpool against Gulwars. So Liverpool versus... No, it was uh, Liverpool versus Union SG that we went to. Yeah, Gulwars. Gulwars, oh, some Gulwars, yeah. yes. Yeah. So first time I've been to Anfield. Nice. Uh, tickets um, are hard to get unless you know where to go and you're willing to pay a little bit extra than what they should pay. We'll move on there. Jimmy's Mafia Connections. No, 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 no. You pay the ticket price, which is all hunky-dory, but then time you pay the service fee and the agent's fee and the delivery fee and stuff like that. So, But, yeah, up to Liverpool on a Thursday night. Never been to Anfield. Cracking, cracking ground. And obviously, you see it on the telly, the cop beforehand. And it's it is something special when you you do see it in, in real life, and you think, wow, you know, there, mm. there wasn't anyone that doesn't sing along to to the start of their songs. And yeah. uh, the game itself, I thought, was a little bit flat, but Liverpool did put a few of their fringy players out. Yeah, the away support. I would I would have loved to have been in the away end <laughs> because they didn't stop. They were, you know, it was a day out. It was their cup final, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Absolute cracking atmosphere from the away end. 
Um, I'd noticed, because that was the second Europe, European game we went to, because we always went to Brighton versus AEK Athens. AEK Athens, yeah. yeah. And I've noticed with both sets of supporters, they have like a cheerleader right. who doesn't watch the game. But they stand in front of the away end, looking at the crowd, and they're almost orchestrating and conducting yeah, yeah, the crowd. Yeah. So they do it Japanese style with a big megaphone because the Japanese yeah. do that as well. Uh, the, I think Western Sydney do that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There was no megaphones because they're probably not allowed in because they're classed as an offensive weapon. Well, but well, if used correctly, they are. But oh, yeah. I think, <laughs> someone over the head with one. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think everybody knows that that's their cheerleader, that's yep. the orchestra, that's the conductor, wow. or they're the orchestra, that's the conductor, and away you go, and you just follow them, and you just follow their lead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Athens was no different. The, the noise that came from the Greeks uh, uh, down at Brighton, which beautiful ground. Yeah, yeah. You know, newish ground, new Amex ground. Yeah. Beautiful ground. Um, Great atmosphere because it's all closed in. Yeah, yeah. So and and Brighton play some good football as well. They so you yeah. know if you've seen the Premier League and again yeah that was and that actually Brighton Athens game was probably the best game of the tour that that, that we went to. Okay, so. and you also went to some uh, more non-league games. The the this mean oh, I love I love my non-league. I love my football. I love my non-league football. So my my team my team's obviously Millwall, but yep. I also me and Dad when I was little we used to go and watch a team called Erith and Belvedere. Uh, Who? Erif and Belvedere. Where the hell? Pete, Pete's got the look that I must be... Oh, Belvedere. Oh, Belvedere. Come here, boy. So, uh, yeah, so uh, I've got a good friend, Brian, who's their club secretary, their club historian, wrote a book, sent me a book over a 100 nice. years of the deers. Caught up with Brian at a couple of games. So how long uh, have they been around for, mate? 100 and... This is 101 years this year. 101 years and nobody's heard of them except, Nobody, for, except for me. Yeah, well, <laughs> if I'd known, I would have worn my shirt. I'm going to wear my shirt next time then. For, oh, OK. So, um, the, yeah, I spoke to a good, good friend, Bob Brian, who, for those people that managed ever to listen to the BBC radio and the programme, or used to, used to be in the BBC, called Popmaster. Right. Which is a music quiz. Brian came runner-up a couple of years ago. And nice. He's a very knowledgeable man on his okay. music, but... So it's what's also the historian. highest level they've played at? Um, they're the probably at the level that they're at now. Probably may have gone just one step higher in their past, but they're pretty much a step, like a step eight, step nine, step ten. This is what fascinates me with um, our game around the world. Like you, you've got tears and tears and tears, whereas in Australia, it's basically like if it's not. I mean, you get you can go down a, a few levels, but 101 years. I couldn't think of an amateur side. Uh, in in any part of Australia that, that would survive mm. Mm. with mediocre success and, and basically a- anonymity uh, for a hundred years, let alone mm. you know, for, mm. for ten years maybe. But well, let alone. Well, well, I'll tell you what division they're in. It's the FA Cup first round this weekend. Yep. And on tomorrow, there's a Charlton Athletic are playing a team called Cray Valley PM. Right. So they uh, the PM actually stands for Paper Mills. Yep. Cray Valley PM are in the same division as Era from Belvedere. Right, yeah, because uh, they. So they were in the Southern Counties East League, but got premier, but got promoted last year. So they're in the Southern Counties. The Southern Counties. Sorry, Southern Counties. Yeah, Yeah. or the Skeffel, as locals know it. And, uh, yeah, they got promoted to the Isthmian South East. And they're sort of... They started off really well. They won their first game 6-0 away from home, and it's all been downhill since, really. (laughs) So... uh, I watched them twice. A, a, an entertaining nil-nil game against a team called Phoenix Sports. This is where team names come in. Nil, entertaining <laughs> nil-nil. Come on, Jim. Oh, it wasn't a stinker. Oh, well, it was a stinker of a game that we went to. It, but <laughs> and then the very last game that we actually went and watched was at, oh, well, I'd say it's at home, but they ground share with Welling United and, right. and they lost 2-1 against Broadbeach Heath. Uh, Broadbeach East. Uh, okay. But again, it's a lovely, welcoming, friendly club and lovely clubhouse, great burgers. Great burgers. And you can have a beer while watching the game. Oh, yeah, I've got to love that. 
Got to love that. Well, Penny has been in touch, and you can too by going to our Facebook page, uh, the World Football Program Program with an E. Guess what? We've got a giveaway again. So with Jim in the studio, the easy question for you to win a, a double pass to the HBF Stadium tomorrow to see the glory play. The easy answer to the question tomorrow. is... Tomorrow. Tonight. 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 <laughs> are you jet lagged like me? A little, little bit, mate. A little it's, bit. You know, it's a bit of a booby prize if the tickets are for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, on the plus side, you get the whole stadium yourself. Uh, <laughs> all right, let me start that again. We've got a double pass for tonight's game at HPF to see the glory. All you have to do is get me the easy answer of Jim saw Gulwas play Liverpool. At what ground was that at? It was a ground in Liverpool, starts of the day, has an Anne in it. And, and it's not good to field. <laughs> he went to see the magic of the Anfield on a midweek Tuesday uh, night, wasn't it, uh, Jim? Or was it a Wednesday? Thursday night. Thursday, Thursday night oh, football. Oh, that's because it's the Euro. Euro yeah. yeah. So Jim went to Anfield where Liverpool play. So if you can tell me where Liverpool play at Anfield, <laughs> you were in the running to win, not win the running, First in, first ten people get a double pass. It, 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 ten, ten people, ten double passes. Ten double passes. Oh, we have amazing. twenty tickets. Ten double passes. They will be electrically sent to you by the wonderful secretary that isn't Penny. It is Penny, actually. I don't. She doesn't like me calling her the secretary. <laughs> I thought she was the boss. This was last week. No, that Sean needs a secretary. And uh, yeah, yeah. So all you have to do is tell me if Liverpool play at Anfield or not, because I'm pretty sure they do. And you, in your message to the World Football Program Facebook page... Just, yeah, jump, drop it on the Facebook page. Drop it on the Facebook page. Go, your name will come up immediately. You put Anfield in there. Double pass to, to, to tonight's game will be yours to have. Jim, go again. Sorry, mate. I had to put that in because Penny's... Yeah, no, it's what I'm Pen. kicking. Sorry. So, uh, in the middle there, you went to see how many Millwall games? Oh, uh Three? Oh, man, that's good. One, uh, what's that? one two. We got uh, Hayley Rose. We got Hayley. We'll, we'll leave that one we'll leave to that long. One. We'll wait till Hayley comes. We'll get Hayley so in just a minute. We'll leave that one. But the other uh, Millwall game you saw. So it, it was four, uh, three home games and one away game. Right. The one away game, Plymouth I'll go away. That's the one I was Tuesday night in Plymouth, which Tuesday. for everyone who's wondering, that's yeah. the equivalent of going from Mandra to Geraldton to watch a game and back again on the same yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> And there's what literally one one way in and one way out to Plymouth, isn't it? Well, sort of. Sort but of. the day that I went, so the plan was to go to Plymouth on the Tuesday, yep. watch the game Tuesday, stay in Plymouth Tuesday night, come home Wednesday. Nice, yep, nice civilized way yeah. of doing yeah, 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 yeah. it. Until British Rail or whatever they're called oh, no. decide that they're going to have a train strike on the Wednesday. Sensational. So <laughs> then I thought, ah. Oh, they do overnight sleepers from Cornwall and Devon back to London. I can watch the game. The sleeper leaves Plymouth at 10 to midnight, have a sleep on the train, arrive in Paddington about 6 in the morning. Very civilised again. Yeah. Well done. Engineering works at Exeter meant that that train was cancelled as well. Oh, no. So, we went down to Millwall. Hello, could we have three tickets for Plymouth Argyle Way? Yeah, yes, certainly. Could we have three tickets for the Supporters Club bus to go to Plymouth Argyle Way? No, we've only got two seats left on the bus. <laughs> well, can I have two and okay. can I sit on the roof? So, Dad, so I said to Dad, Harry, you go on the bus. I'll work out a way of getting there and getting home, even if I had to hire a car, which I didn't want to do because obviously Gerald's on the back in the day. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I looked, I can get the train to Plymouth. Yeah. Takes three hours. It's beautiful, you know, a couple of beers on the train, no stress. Getting home from Plymouth, I had to get the bus, what's called the National Express, which is their, like, a national coach service, bus service. The bus didn't leave Plymouth till half past midnight. 
And you, yeah, yeah. So the game finished at ten to ten, and the game finished in uh, <laughs> Mill, uh, Millwall's favour. Oh, we won two 0 It was yeah. uh, it was uh, it was well a cracking effort. cracking performance. Yeah. And away games are always better. I always think. I think so, particularly when uh, you've been to Plymouth before. Yes, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I was say, if you hadn't been there before, yeah. then it would have been. But okay, so two 0 Millwall have done the done the job. Done and the job. You, I'm you, walking around Plymouth Town Centre at ten go. o'clock at night, thinking, "Where's we, the National Express bus garage?" Yeah, here we go. So I found it. I've got two and a half hours now to wait yep. for the bus. I'm like, where do I go? <laughs> Feet's on his head. I know, I know where this is going. <laughs> so I think, I know what, I'll pop into a pub. I'll have a couple of drinks. Go to the, you know, it, as, you do. as you do. Well, I'm walking around. I couldn't find a pub for love or money. <laughs> Not in Plymouth, mate. Come no, on. We're, seriously, we're, they're all shut down. We've turned the lights off. It's <laughs> after half past yeah. six. Well, anyway, <laughs> I saw these uni- – because Plymouth's got quite a big university and I saw a whole lot of students walk past. Their bands have come back from – yeah. boys, boys, where's the pub? Uh, are you not from around here? <laughs> Mate, if I was for Randy, would I be asking you where the nearest pub is? <laughs> Where's the nearest pub? Anyway, after some convoluted drunken directions, they took me to the Aussie bar. They showed me where the, it was basically, I think it's called the walkabout. An Aussie yeah, bar yeah, in yeah. Plymouth. Like there's, there's, there's a walkabout are, everywhere, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. They're, not, they're not a franchise, but wherever yeah, you go, yeah. there's a walkabout. There's a walkabout. Well, I think yeah. the most Aussie thing they had in there was, and I hate to say it, Foster's. Which, no. you, which is yeah, a, it's just an Aussie yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's no, licensed to no, no, so, yeah. yeah. No, I think I put. I think you even mentioned you know about you know. No, I could have spoken. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Massive, massive pub. Ten of us in there. Wow. So what time do you close? Midnight. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just sitting there, Johnny no mates with five others in this massive place that was. I can't believe it. It must get busy at weekends. Mm. Anyway, get on the bus. Half past twelve. Ride back into London, Victoria at half past six. I eventually get to the hotel at quarter to eight in the morning. Hang on, time out. <laughs> Does the bus have a toilet on it? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was Luckily. That would have been important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was a clean toilet, yeah. I'd like to report that's, 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 that's the quality yeah. chat that the world greatest yeah. women the show. <laughs> well, I was just doing toilet the math in my head, you know, sat in the pub for two hours, yeah. then hopped on a six hour bus ride. I'm like, hang on, there's yeah, something not yeah, adding up so, here. Uh, yeah, so I left. Left, left London at nearly midday and got back at quarter to eight the next morning, which is, you know, some effort, but well worth I think if we lost 2-0, would it be worth it? Probably not, but we won 2-0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, so, that's brilliant. And, and I'd like to also, like, let's mention that it wasn't just men's games no, as yeah. well. Uh, yeah. It was the first game of the Women's Super League. Okay. Yeah, and no, um, yeah. we tried to get tickets for the Arsenal game because they were playing at the Emirates. Yeah. 60,000 sellout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. second place was um, we went to Stamford Bridge, Chelsea versus yeah. Tottenham. Yeah. Second prize, we go and watch yeah. Uh, yeah. Sam Kerr. Thinking, oh, thinking, oh great, oh, Sam, no. Kerr, Sam Kerr's playing. No, Sam Kerr still had her injury, so she she, she, did, yeah. she was there, but she wasn't even on the bench. No, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah but uh, it was a cracking game. Chelsea won two one. Okay, a cracking game of football. Uh, Lauren James, absolutely Lauren James. outstanding. You know, you see her on the TV in the World Cup, and yeah, yeah you see her live, and she's just. She's, Unbelievable. I mean, she could play at a low level, a lower level in the in, in the men's game. I reckon. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, like Sam, probably could have played that now. I mean, it's sensational. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. over over twenty thousand at Stamford Bridge to watch the yeah. first game of the women's, you know, including a, a fair amount of Tottenham supporters at the away end. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah that's was, nice. Yeah. And this is what I've, I've been enjoying because um, Manchester City and, and, and United and. and to be fair, uh, Arsenal and, and Chelsea were of the same thought process that, oh, we're not going to get the crowd, so we'll go to the training ground and, and, and mm. lower league grounds because, mm. you know, it's not really worth us opening up our home no. pitch. Whereas the growth of the Women's Super League in England is that, no, no, we can get 60,000 yeah, yeah. at, at yeah. Arsenal. We can get, tw- I mean, 20, then that, that's still improving there with, with Chelsea. 
I mean, 20 at, uh, at Stanford Bridge, the atmosphere must have been sensational. Yeah, because they didn't open the upper tier, so everyone was in the yeah. lower and the middle tiers only. Apart from behind the goal, we were in the upper tier yep. behind the goal, yep. and that was, that was quite full Pete as and well. I've had this conversation a couple of times with the, uh, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. Um, if you build a... Again, just Simon Hill has had this conversation with us on this show. If you build a, pro, a, a stadium that is 40, 50 capacity, 1,000, I'm talking there, You and if you have... Oh, dare I say it? Uh, the, you know, a, a lesser level team playing there. You don't need to open up the whole venue. No. Mm. Uh, we saw Parramatta when they were in the uh, NSL yep. do that at Parramatta Stadium. Mm. They go like the top deck's not open, so mm. half your costs have already disappeared, yeah, yeah. and you're getting a better atmosphere because yeah, all the pr- fans are in the oh, area that mm. they should be. Mm. And for, for television coverage as well, when they do the the shot, they're usually not panning up to the second tier of the uh, the yeah. stadium anyway. So it <laughs> looks like a full house because it is. You've mm. Filling up half your stadium. Full half house. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're selling all the you know allocations. I mean. yeah. A full house is a yeah. full house. Mm. Anyway, uh, we will go. I just want to mention one more go game because I know it. he's going to be listening, but. Yep. And and we had a debate whether this counts as a game or not, but as far as I'm concerned, it was played on a full-size pitch. But the under-14s game between the ex-Blues and Petswood Condors, where my nephew Ronnie used the goalkeeper for no. Petswood yep. and was captain for the day as well, that ended in a 2-2 draw. Again... Nice. Um, it, it counted because it was on a full-size game as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Brilliant. <laughs> well, that is brilliant. We are going to have the Lost Lioness, and she will go toe-to-toe with the London... Bring Lion. it on. <laughs> Jim Webb, you are in the hot seat here now, Jim. We've got Pete Skilly in the studio with me. My name is Hugh Best. You are listening to Radio Fremantle's The World Football Programme, and to win, not win, to get. 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 There's Three. no... You just need to tell you me. You just got to say Anfield. Anfield, <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> and I've, I've had a, a, a couple. Of, you don't send it to me. <laughs> don't send it because uh, we had a bit of a joke there. And what city do they play in? Liverpool play in the city of Liverpool in the stadium that is called Anfield. And you send a text, a message to the World Football Program on Facebook, the Facebook page. Yeah, Facebook page. Penny's watching right now. If you can tell me that Liverpool play at Anfield by putting Anfield in your answer. Uh, in your message, not even an answer, in your message, you will get a double pass electronically sent to you to tonight's game for the glory. Who are playing who, Pete? Central Coast Mariners. Central Coast Mariners. Had to think about that one for a moment. (laughs) So that's three points easy to the glory. Oh, my God. Why would you jinx it? Oh, that's it. Why would you say (laughs) that? You're the one wearing the media polo, son. Don't tell it's my fault. We have not won in the last three matches that we've hosted Central Coast. There you go. See, I set them up. World's greatest wingman knocks them down. (laughs) (laughs) Stick with us. Plenty more to come. Hayley Roach will be on after this. Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Oh, don't relax, I want elbows and backs, I want to see everybody from behind. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron is a fourth generation family business. Ring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Now I believe he's gonna work me into the ground. I pull to the left, I keep to the right. I ought to kill him, but it wouldn't be right. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels, all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. 
The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432-745-140 or simply at www.futsalwa.org.au. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware, components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. Hi, I'm Peter Skeeler. Everyone seems to think I'm the ultimate wingman and full of helpful information. It's true, I am. My passion is trivia and Australian football statistics. Check out aleaguestats.com, my website, where you can follow all the stats and results from the men's and women's A-leagues from the beginning of time, or at least 2005 and 2008, respectively. You're listening in to the World Football Program on Radio Fremantle, and we appreciate you tuning in. And welcome back to the World Football Program on 107.9 FM. Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Well done. Put that in there. <laughs> well done, you. You should have that moving your lips. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> The A-minus team is in the show. <laughs> You've got Jim Webb, Pete Skeeler, Hugh Best doing the uh, usual chaos that is Hugh Best. And joining us on the line is the Lost Lioness, Hayley Roach. Good morning, good afternoon, Hayley. How are you today? Good morning. I am well, thank you. And can I just say, I was on the edge of my seat there, Jim, listening to the story. I wasn't quite sure how that uh, trip to Plymouth story was going to pan out. <laughs> well, I, I'd seen, because it was a, a nice time for me uh, over here, and I said, Jim, you're in a Aussie pub? Ask him if they've got a pie float on the menu. He, 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 didn't, he didn't get the joke. but uh... <laughs> I, I got the joke. They wouldn't have a clue what I was talking about. <laughs> I think they didn't even know where Australia was, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> See, great segue there. Jim off air. Jim's gone. Well, it was a good chat, and thank you very much for for saying that it was Haley because I was a bit worried that it might just be you know three old buggers talking about football. But Jim said he didn't even we haven't even mentioned the highlight of the trip was the Wembley Australia. Oh, the Wembley game. Oh, okay, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that game. Oh, that game. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a chat about that one, Jim. Yeah. So the best team lost. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. We was a uh, Wembley seven of us. So. Dad and we was a bit of a family day out and a couple yep. of other friends. Yeah. And um yeah, me and Harry, my son, belting out the Australian national anthem in the England end, getting some funny looks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what do you think about that, Hayley? Did the best team lose or not? Oh, it's always a tough one. It's always tough. <laughs> right on the spot with this England Australia nonsense. Don't you, don't you, don't you sit <laughs> on that fence, Haley? If you, if you, if you, if you, you watch it out and you give us an opinion, if you watch the actual game, the best team did lose. <laughs> we batted them. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah, was... no, uh, you, you're right. England, England were lucky to get to get one nil. Um, absolutely. 
Pete, get that down as a soundbite. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I would have actually preferred it if we had have swapped it around and had the win in the semi-finals of the Women's World Cup. To be honest, me too. Me too. Yeah, me too. We, we, yeah. All right. Fair no, enough. No, not take it. I'll, I'll take it as it was, boys. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, as I uh, mentioned on the. Uh, media release, the Lost Lioness is going to go toe-to-toe with the London Lion. I'm going to sit back and just giggle. Are you ready? Keep the punches above the bell. No kidney punches. No clinching. We're, we're, go. we're good friends. We're good friends. Go. Jimmy's just been rehearsing that all week. Oh, no. <laughs> he's, he's got his dicky bow on now as a boxing referee and everything. <laughs> <laughs> roll up, roll up. He's <laughs> selling tickets uh, earlier. All <laughs> righty. Um, so, listen, guys, I just thought we might just start with just uh, reflecting on some of the the, re- the results over the championship over the last week. You're not going um, to do it, are you? Sheffield Wednesday's first three points of the season. Oh, you're not, you're not, no, you're, I, was, I wasn't going to mention that. Neither am I. Neither am I. Yeah, the last of the 72 <laughs> getting a win. We're not going to mention that. All right. Well, now we're talking Sheffield Wednesday. Let's no, we're not. Deal with the elephant in the room. Oh, go on let's then. Just, let's just deal with it. <laughs> so, yes, of course, what some people would seem to say, the highlight of the scores over the last week are Sheffield Wednesday getting their first three points um, of the season. Disappointingly, against <laughs> my team, <laughs> <Nottingham>. <laughs> and, and, and all the teams for them to score their oh, no. first victory oh, no. against and, and, the... And all the, the players to score against yeah. Rotherham. I know. So, yep. So, Michael Smith, former Rotherham United player, only goes scores two goals in the first half against his former club, sending Hillsborough into, um, you know, elation. And Rotherham uh, into and, riot. And, back, and, and breaking hearts of Miller's fans oh. in, in the stadium. Um yeah, it is what it is. We're disappointed with the result. I never like uh, Sheffield Wednesday to win any match, let alone when they're playing against Rotherham. Um, so it was a very black day in the household uh, for the for the Roach family, for sure, last weekend. In fact, I don't think my dad's quite recovered yet. I don't think he's quite up to talking about, uh, no, talking no, about the result. Nobody. If it's any consolation, they'll win their second game next Saturday. Sorry, we have to interrupt. We've got two double passes, not ten double passes to give away. And one of them's already been claimed, so you need to get in quick. Sorry to detour, so two double passes to give away. One's win one already, so... And how did they how did they get that double pass, Pete? What what how do they do that again? They hey, need Hayley. to answer the question on our Facebook page. Hayley, can I ask you a question? Do Liverpool play at Anfield? Uh, I think Liverpool do play at Anfield. So, I think you're so, quite correct. So you put Anfield in your message, you will get a double pass sent to you to see the Glory play tonight. So uh, unfortunately, that's not you, Hayley, because the uh, no, I, I could answer the question, uh, but the double pass is not useful to me because I'm currently in New South Wales. Oh, no, you, I know. Yeah. You're not working at the dish, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not working at the dish. Um, oh. um, I'm actually, uh, if you want to know, I'm the manager of the ABBA Festival. Oh, oh. You're still, that's still going yeah. around. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> they have been great pictures. We're completely digressing. Yeah, we are. Sorry. <laughs> back, to the, back to the championship. I've got a couple, couple of... Um, passions in my life. Yep. One is football, the other is ABBA. So I'm <laughs> quite happy to merge the two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mamma mia. Oh! <laughs> Here we go again! <laughs> my, my. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's gone. It's, it's, it's 10.30 and it's gone. Um, 
Like I think we've met our Waterloo here. Uh, we? <laughs> <laughs> you and you, Dawn. <laughs> He's got his red card out. <laughs> Jim, we're not going to be allowed on the show today. <laughs> we'll do our own. <laughs> we'll do our own podcast if you want. <laughs> anyway, back to the championship. We've had a couple of uh, managerial uh, changes there. Um, Nigel Pearson getting the boot from Bristol City. I didn't see that one coming. I mean, the results haven't been great, but he was the second longest manager in the uh, EFL, and he... See you later. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, while we're talking about uh, managers, can I just put a, a shout-out now to Neil Warnock, who yep. used to come in and rescues teams that are, yeah. uh, yeah. are struggling, and he has got a great history of turning Rotherham around. Yes, he so has. Not that I want to see the back of Matt Taylor... Um, but if there was anybody right now that we could absolutely do with um, who could start getting us some points on the table, I feel, is and would be um, Neil Warnock. So he didn't get the job um, at a QPR. There no. was big, um, there was a lot of uh, speculation. Yeah, there was. He was going to, yeah, massive speculation. Ooh. He was going to go to QPR. So he didn't go to QPR. So I reckon is he's, uh, he's he's waiting for the big job at the New York Stadium. I think, I think you'll find it is a big job vacancy in South East London at the moment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. That, again, not not quite a shock because the results for Gareth Ainsworth didn't actually go the way he was hoping. But you know, a club legend at, at QPR, uh, they bring him yep. in after the uh, the work he'd done at uh, at Wickham, and he had a sensational record at Wickham. Yeah, really made and. Doesn't he cut a stunning figure on the sideline? You know, yeah. th- those that um, haven't seen Gareth Ainsworth in action on the sideline, you just uh, see that. that, that <laughs> oh, he's a, yeah, there's a man crush there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they, they give him the boot. It's like, you know, the fans were happy. Uh, he was playing some attractive football. The results weren't coming. And the board have done the knee jerk again. Sorry, mate. Thanks for coming. Um, early in the season, out the door. I couldn't see that one coming either. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, Neil Warnock, you do you really want Neil Warnock? Really? No. Well, he he does a job. This is the this is the thing. He's uh, you know his record um, he, for struggling clubs, clubs um, that just need survival. He can come in and do a job, and he's done it before at Rotherham. And um, you know, right now, I I, I take Neil Warnock. To be I th- honest, I thought that was Big Sam's job, wasn't it? Coming in and rescuing clubs. <laughs> It's, oh, oh, it's a, it's I'll still a, take Neil Warnock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had Big Sam. I'll take Neil Warnock as well. It's a bit of a worry that QPR did appoint a new manager, and who are they playing today? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give us that hit out there, Jim. <laughs> okay. So the history. The, uh, I looked into a bit of history in clubs who get new managers. Yep. And what ha- And do you know what happens to clubs the first match they play under a new manager? Well, everyone thinks they win. They yeah. lose. They win. No, they win. They that new club bounces. It, that, that that's just hearsay. It never happens. Never yeah, happens. <laughs> happened well, last night. <laughs> no, and well, yeah, okay. It happened last night, but it never happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get let's go with your line of thought then, because Rotherham are playing QPR. Yep. Next. Yep. I know. So uh, <laughs> oh, come on now, Haley. <laughs> po- positive, positive self-talk. Rotherham three and points. I, it's a relegation six-pointer. I, I back the Millers all the time. Every every. Uh, so, uh, uh, but this one, of course. We are due to play QPR next, who have just got a uh, just got a new manager. So I'll be watching that one as always, quite closely. But um, um, but yeah, new manager in, come from Sweden, um, very different uh, kind of mm. you know uh, football. But let's see, let's see how that one goes. 
Can uh, and let's hope my Mighty Millers can turn it around despite the stats yeah. telling us that <laughs> team's under a new manager. Um, can, <laughs> can, can he do it on a wet Saturday afternoon in Rotherham? <laughs> it's a home game, exactly. I know. It's a home game. So, uh, so I'm, back in, I'm back in Rotherham against QPR. For those who don't follow the championship uh, down at the bottom end, uh, we are talking about Rotherham and the relegation battle that is yep. still early in the season. Rotherham are in 22nd position, 13 games played, so they've got the game in hand on nine points with a uh, lose-lose, draw-win-lose record. 23rd place is Queen's Park Rangers, 14 games played, eight points with a straight L across the board. Yep. So their form is absolutely terrible, which is why... Yeah, they're going to win today. Which is why Ainsworth <laughs> got the boot, and that's why they'll get the W tonight. <laughs> and Sheffield it's Wednesday. It's all lining up. It is. Sheffield it's Wednesday. All lining up. With their form record of lose, draw, lose, lose, and I can't remember the result there, but it's in the green to get to... Yeah. Their so let's move on. Let's move on from that. And they, But the other drama that comes out from uh, from Sheffield Wednesday mm-hmm. this week is, of course, the big financial. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Give financial, it. where their, their owner, Cancelli, mm. um, has asked the fans yeah. to each pay £100, yeah. roughly about $200 each, um, which will help the club cover uh, some expenses. And Cancelli uh, is stating cash flow issues, which means he's unable to pay players' <laughs> wages. Oh, yeah. um, uh, and they, they've been embargoed yeah. by the EFL. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, lots uh, of drama going they, on. They, Sheffield Wednesday need to run out to the Benny Hill theme tune after a next <laughs> statement, <laughs> didn't they? Yeah. No. <laughs> and, and that should have been the question, is what's that song called? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this is a guy that, that puts his business name on the front of the shirts. And you think, yeah. oh, no, there's something dodgy yeah. going on. Anyway, allegedly, yeah. allegedly something dodgy going allegedly, on at Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, lots, I mean, it's never, uh, it's never a good sign when a club is in financial difficulty. And, and Sheffield Wednesday, yeah, as a club, don't nobody deserves, um, you know, that. And as much as I do... No, exactly about, right. Yeah, but, we, uh, so we, it's, it is sad times. Yeah. Um, and it's not good business practice, of course. Um, and Sheffield Wednesday fans are going crazy. They actually, they have the highest ticket prices in the, oh, oh, in the championship. just about to mention that as well. They put yeah. their ticket prices yeah. up for yeah. promotion yeah. last year, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah, so they are they are sitting at the bottom of the league. They have just won their first match mm-hmm. and now their owner has asked their fans to pay an additional £100 to help them. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, not a good situation. Good luck. I was going to say wish them well, but we don't wish them the same fate that's befallen Ro- uh, Reading and, and Derby County of and course, those sort yeah. of things. When you when you find yourself into that uh, financial abyss, it's very, very difficult to get out of, uh, as we see yeah. with Everton as well. Manchester City, obviously, you've got the best lawyers in the world and they're not in any <laughs> financial <laughs> difficulty of uh, dodgy payments, allegedly, but uh, other clubs who don't have that... Uh, that Cash backing behind them can find themselves in deep doo-doo. Top end of the table, Leicester City. Yeah, let's look at the top end of the table. Yeah, so, um, oh, no, Hugh's head's going to get Here even bigger now. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Five wins out of six, the baggies are on the move. <laughs> oh, we're going that high up. Oh, <laughs> 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 I thought we were doing the Leicester City leads, Matt. We are, we are. Let's go there, please. Let's go there first. Um so, yeah, Leicester City versus Leeds. Leeds uh, I, I would have predicted this one beat Leicester 1-0. Yep. The only the second team to take points off Leicester City, of course, um, Leicester lost to Hull 1-0. That's right. That was, that, that was a shock. So, 
that was a shock. So Leicester on a nine-game unbeaten record. Yep. Leeds United put stop to that. Um, again, I'm not a fan of Leeds. West Yorkshire, South nope. Yorkshire rivalry. Um, but I feel that Leeds are going to go on a bit of a roll. I don't know what you think. Um, uh, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Leeds because they took our championship win uh, back in 2019. Uh, so I can write a line through them. But... Yep. Uh, that was a big six-point at the top. And this is, this is the clown car that is the championship. Every game basically is a six-pointer. So Leeds yeah. get that win over runaway leaders Leicester. Um, yeah. And that still has them 11 points behind mm. top of the table. Yeah. Leeds are in third. They're 11 points behind top of the table. And the other surprise there is Ipswich, recently mm. promoted from League <laughs> uh, have gone on an amazing run as well. So they are five points behind Leicester in second place. Good team. Good team. Play some good football, Ipswich. They have. And again, there's another team that went through some really dark times mm. um, from the Premier League and through trapdoor after trapdoor after trapdoor and needed to need to help. They've gone through different owners as well, stabilised the club and have worked their way back up again uh, to second place. In fifth place. Let's talk about that club, please, Haley. Oh, we we skipped fourth place Southampton, who are guaranteed three points this afternoon. Then <laughs> oh, I told you the doors over here, mate. <laughs> so well, the- listen, we've, we've we've mentioned the mighty Millers, uh, so we, we've got it, and we've mentioned Millwall. Sure, let's we've got a we've got a crack on to to, to the baggies. Um, yep. Yeah, so you got a you got a good you got a good result in the week. Yes, we did. Um, yep, yep. Take that, 2.22 against Watford. Yep. Um, and coming up this week, you have got um, Hull City. We do. We, um, have, we have a terrible record against Hull City, but uh, yeah, uh, Coolbaran's got, got them humming along. We've got an injury crisis there. DK still, I mean, when we signed, we signed him on a free. And guess what? He wasn't worth the money. <laughs> um, but let's but, look at the stats. So uh, West Point, you so see... West Brom are in fifth, mm. Hull are in seventh, I know. both on uh, 14 games played yep. um, and on uh, 23 points. Yeah, another so six-pointer. It's, it's another six-pointer, absolutely. Yeah, it's another big – it should be a really great game, actually. Um, you know, I, I think those middle table – and you're on the same point, so it's going to be a real, a real tough, tough game. Both sides are going to want to take those points. Yep, and yeah, this is where you've got to take them right in that. Oh yeah, mm. this oh, oh, is where you've got yeah. like you know. So I was looking at the bottom of the table, um, you know, and um, who've got Sheffield Wednesday. I was hoping somebody was going to do me a favour against Sheffield Wednesday. So they're on the road to Bristol City. Yep. So you know, you look at what goes on around where your team is, right? And you hope other clubs can, you know, yeah. do you a favour. Um, and yeah, that that middle of the table there. Um, five, six, and seven—ridiculously close, all on the same point. Oh, no, so Jim mentioned Southampton. Uh, Southampton to lose to Millwall tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what is with you guys? Bit of, bit of, fun, bit of positivity. Bit of realism. Yeah, bit of positivity in, in, in your team. Jim's gone realism. So come on, Jim. Millwall, Southampton—that—that's that, an easy three points, surely. I, I, I've no idea who's running the team. <laughs> now, you were mentioning off air, Jim, that uh, Muskie is in line for the Millwall job. Oh, nobody knows. There's there's rumours going around, but Kevin Muscat. I think everyone's thinking Ange has done well. Let's get yeah. Kevin ex Millwall player Kevin Muscat as well. 
Let's get him in. Ex Millwall thug. Uh, some might say that. <laughs> <laughs> I just did. And Haley is giggling along, going, nodding her head. I you can could, see him nodding her head probably, all the way from New South Wales. You could probably write perhaps the word Millwall with Rangers and all the other teams that you play for, thug as well, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but his, his management style in Japan's been I know. different. It he's, is. It is. He's a changed man. I know, you see him on the sideline in his suit, you know, again, I'm not, not a big fan of the uh, the suit manager, but yeah, he's, he's very relaxed, very calm. I can't imagine what if he's the same personality on the, the training pitch, he'd be going off his nut, wouldn't he? I think he, he would, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, hang on a minute, mate, I'll show you how to tackle. You remember how I used to do this? Crunch. Oh, sh- Can't do that anymore. I, I've got the centre back out for three <laughs> weeks. How did that happen, Muskie? Tackled him. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, nobody knows. Nobody knows who our who our next manager. It's been two weeks now since we Neil Warnock, isn't it? He's, he's uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> we, we. I don't think Warnock. I think ten years ago Warnock was would be perfect. Millwall and Warnock together. Yeah. Ten years ago. Other but, games coming up, uh, Haley. Which one takes your fancy? The the Birmingham City um, Ipswich. Well, yeah, actually, you must have read my mind. Yeah, I did. Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham versus Ipswich. I think that's. Uh, I think that's, that's a good one. Birmingham, obviously, managed by Wayne Rooney. Yep. That's going um, well so far, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Book his favourite odds on to be the next one out the door. <laughs> well, and, um, yeah, it, playing an inform Ipswich, um, I think I'm going to put my money on Ipswich. Yeah, um, I think so. And, 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 and my money's on Boy Rooney to be, uh, you know, you're getting sacked on Monday, nah, uh, Chant, to be oh. correct. Nah. Well, they brought him in to do a job. They brought him yeah. in to... They were fifth in the table when they sacked the manager. Oh, yeah. And went, boy, Rooney, you're the man. They have plummeted to mid-table. Bur- Birmingham have got history of sacking managers who have been high up in the table and in sinking like a stone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've yeah. lost three in a row now. Uh, and the boy, Rooney, just looks like he's run out of ideas. He did an excellent job at Derby County on a, a shoestring. There's no two ways about yeah. that. He does have some pedigree, uh, but he has really dampened his chances of getting mm. that Manchester United job by taking on <laughs> Birmingham. Uh, well, they're in form. Well, let's say they're in form. They've, won the, they've still won, of their last, uh, won their last two matches. Um, so, But you're right. They are not performing under Wayne Rooney at all. Um, so well, watch this space, I guess. Yep. And Birmingham is, like I said, uh, 14th. They're uh, sitting around the likes of Swansea, Blackburn Rovers. Watford recently did a, a Premier League. Watford... Yeah, we can bounce straight back out. We'll get out of this division next year. Yes, you will. It's going, <laughs> it's going down, and, and uh, it will be in the bottom th- three at the end of the season. Sheffield Wednesday, Queens Park Rangers, and Watford. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, I'm glad you said that because uh, we're going to finish about 21st. That's it. And Rotherham will finish in their oh. traditional position of 21st. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they took changing the name to Rotherham United 21st, aren't they? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> Um, listen, I don't know if we're running out of time, guys, but I just wanted to mention one other thing. Go um, is that history is going to be made this weekend um, as the first um, uh, woman to be appointed as fourth official yeah. in the Premier League. Mm, see that. Uh, Fulham versus Manchester United. Right. Um, a lady called Rebecca Welsh is being appointed to be fourth official. So um, I'm super thrilled that, that uh, the, you know, the women and their officiating is, is being recognised. And, um, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, let's hope it's just one big pool of officials. Agreed. And then the best person for the job gets appointed to, you know, whichever whichever position. And, 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 um, but it's, a, it's still big news. It's still history being made. And we're still, you know, just making those great strides. 
um, in in the game. So I um, wanted to give a shout out mm. to that. And, go on, and also, was, also history was made at the, not only was it Australia's first yeah. visit to Wembley, but it was officiated yeah. by a female referee. Frappa, yeah. And and again, that she uh, she she was the first blooming uh, good job as well. First female official, and it was a, an all female team in the uh, World Cup uh, that was held in that small. Middle East oil rich nation just the other year, uh, yeah, which we're uh, not going to mention on this uh, on this thing. So, because hey, Rebecca Welsh also uh, officiated the Australia Denmark match in the mm. Women's World Cup just right. gone as yeah, well. Yeah, no, she, she's, yeah, a, she's yeah. excellent, yeah. and and you read my mind, Haley, because it shouldn't be male female. Uh, like, like we say on the show, it shouldn't be male female division of of yep. sport. If you are the best, do it. As is Sam yep. Kerr, she should be winning the Ballon d'Or, not Messi. Yeah. You know, it, it yeah. should be the best player in the world, mm. not, oh, well, she's the best player who is available to yeah. wear that type of yeah. clothing. No, no, come yeah. on now. Best player is the best player. Simple as. Yeah. Now, and we're still in this evolution phase, aren't we? We are. We are, yeah. we are a bit. We are a bit. Yeah, all, and these, all these things, are, you know, they're, they're, they're taking their time, but... We're coming. We're closer to the end of that evolution yeah, phase than the start. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we see female uh, for par in particular uh, regularly does the uh, the Champions League mm. uh, in the middle. So uh, yeah, for yeah. her yeah. Uh, to, to get to a fourth official duty, yeah, like I say, Haley, it, 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 it's history. But yeah. I would much rather see her in the middle, and and obviously her time is coming. But the EP, the EPL is an organisation unto themselves. They're, you know, they can they can do whatever they like, and you know, have been known to do such things. So for them to be looking that forward to be promoting uh, quality refereeing, and we've seen some dodgy refereeing <laughs> at that level over recent times, is always a positive. Where else do you want to go, Haley? Um, well, ah, oh, so the oldest football club in the world, just giving a mention out Sheffield FC, Sheffield FC yep. the mighty Sheffield FC. Mm-hmm. I played for their first ever women's um, team. Um, oh, my goodness. I can't even remember what year it was now. Um, but um, so on the 24th of October, 1957, Sheffield FC was born. So that makes them 100, celebrating their 166th birthday this oh, year. Wow. So... Um, uh, and I was doing a bit of research just to refresh my memory on the history of Sheffield FC um, because the big joke used to be well, if they were the first club, um, you know, formed, who did they play? Who did they yeah. play? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they played the uh, Sheffield FC Reserve, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Who did they play? And so actually what they, they were the first club to form and they, they literally just used to play each other. So That's they right. would split, the, split the, the, the team into two. Um, you know, and so actually it'd be Sheffield FC versus Sheffield FC, um, uh, just two different teams, A and B, if you like. See and on. then three years later, Hallam FC yeah. came on board. So uh, the second oldest football club in the world um, is Hallam FC, which is just down the road um, from yeah. Sheffield. So that's a, that's quite a good milestone that I thought was worthy of a mention this yeah, thank morning. You. And, and a bit of history there, a bit of, uh, you know, knowledge there, and uh, just... Having a look at Pete, has that other double pass disappeared yet? I was going to say uh, the passes are all gone. So congrats to well Matt Jurovic and David Nurse, who have uh, sorry David. Wayne Nurse, who has won. And I was going to say no, David. <laughs> commiserations to Cassandra uh, oh. Canuccio, who oh. missed out by a fraction of a second on the on 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 the posting. Oh, unlucky! But yeah, and thanks to Paramount. <laughs> For the tickets. Thank you very much, Paramount. Thank you very much, Penny, for organising that. And we, we, we thank Paramount for making that available. Two, not 
10, as I said. Sorry about that, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Giving away unnecessary passes. It wouldn't be the World Football Programme with Hugh Best in the chair if it's not uh, error-ridden, that's for sure. Hayley, thank you very much for joining us. You're very welcome. Like Thanks I said, we, yep. Uh, we look forward to Neil Warnock absolutely stinking up the place at uh, at the Mighty Millers, and uh, they're yep. finishing the twenty first as they traditionally do. Yeah, absolutely. Go Mighty Millers against QPR. Let's see how that Three points, easy. Three, six points. Yeah, six yeah, points. yeah, yeah, yeah. Big six pointer. Gamble responsibly. Get get down to your local bookie and uh, <laughs> put, put, <laughs> put, put a tenner on that. Put, put huge mortgage on it. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> His mortgage is going to take a hit because he's got to pay for those extra eight double passes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> promised. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Haley. You stay safe and um, yeah, keep on going with that uh, abattoir. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you get into that uh, costume, the one with the boots, or, or did you go with the uh, oh, uh, did you go with the yeah, white I'll, one? I'll, I'll, I'll share a picture of that later. You'll love it. <laughs> 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 All right, thanks, guys. Happy footballing. Thank you very Take much. Care, Haley. Take care. That was bye bye. That was Haley Roach, the lost lioness, going through uh, as she does with a bit more professionalism than uh, yours truly with the championship and just how much of a clown car that uh, that division is. A lot of people going, oh, the EPL, the, the English Premier League. Oh, no, no, no. Turn the page and then you'll see. Just how crazy. Hardest division to get out going up, the easiest one to get out going down. Oh, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and there are some big clubs in there, like, unbelievable. And, of course, as you go further down the page, you'll see ex-Premier League sides that are struggling. Portsmouth, again, still not not back to where they rightfully believe they should be. All those ex-Premier League sides that are in the first round of the FA Cup this weekend. That's right. Portsmouth, Mm -hmm. Cholton. West Bromwich Albion. No, they're in the third round. I know. <laughs> for, this, for this season. Yeah. yeah. No, we, 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 get the, uh, we get the boot every third round. It's great. Yeah, yeah we, we qualify for the third round. Anything more is a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are listening to the World Football Programme with Hugh and Pete. Jim, thank you very much for joining us and uh, going reminiscing down oh, the thank you uh, for inviting football us. journey yes. that was. 15 games in 31 days. We didn't even count. All, we didn't go to all of them. We didn't go to all of them. But we did go to Wembley, which was nice. We went to Wembley. And we saw Millwall win at Plymouth, which we was good. All the way from an under-14s to a full-on international. How yeah. about that? For a whole range, the spectrum was there. And the WSL. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate you coming Thanks, guys. In. Enjoy the rest of the show. We Thanks, will. Uh, coming up after the break, we will have Dan Evans, who will be discussing his new appointment at the Morley Windmills. So, plenty more to come. Stay with us. You're on the World Football Program 107.9 FM, Radio Fremantle. And that's not started. All right. Let me just uh, try that again. Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron is a fourth-generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install, or automate your gates, offer electronic security, or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor.
Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 745 140 or simply at www.futsalwa.org.au. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au Station sponsor. Hi, I'm Peter Skeeler. Everyone seems to think I'm the ultimate wingman and full of helpful information. It's true, I am. My passion is trivia and Australian football statistics. Check out aleaguestats.com, my website, where you can follow all the stats and results from the men's and women's A-leagues from the beginning of time, or at least 2005 and 2008, respectively. You're listening into the World Football Program on Radio Fremantle, and we appreciate you tuning in. Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. And welcome back to the World Football Pro... Oh, uh, come on, mate. <clears throat> do I really sound like that? And as I said to Pete, yes, <laughs> indeed you do. People can hear differently because your ears are in a different position. So you're hearing the voice going away from you. It's the old <coughs> Doppler effect, isn't it, Dan? Nice. Joining us on the air right now is Dan Evans. Morning, Dan. How are you going? Yeah, very well, thanks, guys. Yourselves? Very well. Also, uh, have you had that uh, said to you as well, Dan? Do you really sound like that? Uh, I have, actually, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was a compliment to say. But, uh... <laughs> well, that's what I said to Pete, so I'm just going to uh, delete that uh, that sweeper. Dan, exciting news in the Dan Evans uh, world. Can you tell our listeners all about it, please? Uh, well, I guess you're referring to my appointment at Morley uh, Windmill. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, myself and John O'Reilly have yeah. uh, taken on the head coaching role. Um, yeah, look, it was something we obviously mulled over, and uh, yeah, we've decided to go for it. It's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a challenge. It's a new um, environment for both of us. I've, I've never been involved in the amateur prep before, so that's that's new and exciting, if you like. Um, but yeah, look, we, we're, we're going to give it a crack, and uh, the rebuild starts now. Mm. Now, so people asked me a question off air, and I answered what I thought was correct. So, Morley Windmills, there's, there's no, there's no legal action. There's no, there's no. Saving grace. Saving there. grace. Thank yeah. you, uh, Pete, for, for that. That they are definitely playing in the amateur premiers next season. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Look, we're, we're preparing to, to play in the amateurs. Um, yeah, with, there's there's no um, 
Yeah, there's no, there's no thought to otherwise. Mm. Yeah, no, I'll just ask. We have seen previously uh, a variety of different levels and a variety of different clubs going down the legal avenue of... Uh, and, yep. and in a variety of different countries as well, going down the legal avenue of, of, yes, we've had not the greatest of seasons, let's go the legal route and mm. go, no, no, we don't want to go down. Well, yeah, unfortunately, if, if the, the table mm. is as it is at the end of the season, as we saw with um, Sorrento... Um, oh. Yep. That, and Coburn. That, that, and Coburn, yeah. Come that's on. A, yeah. Who cares about Sorrento? I think the, the, the difference being with, with Morley, obviously, it was um, the, the points mm. that got deducted, mm. uh, yeah. which, which yeah. made it almost impossible for them to stay up. But look, uh, that, that happened before my time at the club. Yes, it did. Um, I'm taking the job as they're in the amateur league. Uh, and obviously, we've got. Um, we're going to do what we can to, to get the club back where we feel it belongs. Exactly. So, the, the roadmap that you and John have in place, can you give us a brief outline of that one, please? The roadmap? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to use some, uh, some technical terms here because I'm nowhere near your proficiency of, of uh, technical ability. So, uh, no, no. Uh, is, is it not yeah, called roadmap? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, you, look, you can call it roadmap. That's not a problem. Um, but look, we, we've obviously the first thing we've got to do uh, because a number of players, well, to a man, left the club. Wow. Um, yeah. So um, myself and John... Uh, I've been talking to players and, and, and we've, we've approached quite a few players to see if they're interested in the project. Uh, many are. Some are thinking about it. I'm not at liberty to give you any names no, at this stage. No, nor are we asking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, so far, I think the the feedback from the, the football community, uh, players in, in, in particular, has been pretty positive. Great. Um, you know, uh, it, it's it's a challenge, I think, when most of our contacts are in Saturday football to then say, look, come and play Sunday football. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in, in, in saying that, I think people are aware, look, we, I think Windmills is a big club. They are. It's a good setup. Um, and, and it's moving, we feel, in the right direction. Um, John Castrilli's come back in, in as president of the club. Uh, a position he's held previously, and mm-hmm. obviously a former former coach um, that, that's had success at the club. So I think from a board situation, um, yeah, everything's in order, uh, and that makes it easier for yes, it does. myself and John to to go about our, our business. Yeah, and again, we're not going to go into the uh, the, the, the full ins and outs of, of, of behind the scenes, but it's it's always a positive for any club in whatever, again, whatever division you play in, to have that rock-solidness of board support and, and board stability. So you must be very, very uh, happy that that is in place before uh, you start, as you say, that massive task of rebuilding what is a proud club. Mm, your comment about um, talking to players and, and, you know, with regards to playing Sunday League rather than Saturday, it actually reminded me of the uh, Welcome to Wrexham uh, docu, because <laughs> right. they, were, they were doing the same thing. They were in the National League, yeah. but they were trying to get a couple of players to, so yeah. to speak, come down to, to join the club uh, down, down, you know, no disrespect, but down, down a division or two. So what are you saying there, Pete? Uh, yep. Morley Windmills become I'm Hollywood just, FC? Well, they could do. They need to get a doco crew in. Yeah, roll roll the, uh, the film crew in. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, look, uh, it, it's, you know, we, we've 
we haven't necessarily targeted anyone specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've spoken to, to players that we, we feel are going to be suitable. Uh, and I would say as much as every team's in it to win it, and, and we're no different to that, um, the club hasn't put any pressure on us automatically going up in the first year. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, both myself and John are competitive, and like I said, every team in the league's objective is to win. That's obvious. Um, but, yeah, there's no pressure from the club from our perspective. I think they just want to get the foundations right again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we can we can build from there. And you're more than aware of the uh, the proud history that Morley Windmills have. Um, mm. Is there, like I said, there's no real expectations there, but um, those listening with uh, Sean and Jim last week with um, big clubs going down a division, uh, and I can... Mm. I can do the old West Brom there. Once you're in that, uh, dare I say it, the next division down, you, there's a huge target on your back. Um, Sean did mention that um, that it's considered a cup final for some of these sides that you know may not have the same ambitions as mm. Morley Windmills. Uh, when yep. they go to Morley, big club, proud history, nice ground. This this is a big club, mate. We we need to beat this uh, side. I think so, and look, the fact that me and John have come from Saturday yeah. football as well, I'm, I'm fully expecting to cop it from the sidelines all season. So I'm, bracing, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm bracing myself for that. Um, but look, it, it's, there's, there's, some, there's some good clubs, there's some good teams. I, I haven't watched a huge amount of it. I'm, right. I'm trying to come up to speed with it uh, through my contacts, but I have watched a bit of Sunday football, and look, there's... <laughs> There's, there's some good players and good teams. Um, so by no means is this a walk in the park. It's, it's very tough. And, and obviously we've got a whole squad to, uh, to attract. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we're not going to... Um, we're, we're not expecting it to be all smooth sailing, um, but we're going to work hard and, 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 and hopefully uh, get the results and, 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 as I said, build, build from there. So I, I know you said uh, to a man players walked, is there any possibility of some of those players coming back or, or, or not at all? I mean, may I... Uh, look, I mean, I haven't, I haven't spoken to, to a number of them. Right. Uh, I think, you know, some of them have signed elsewhere. Okay. You know, I, I think um, there was a couple of issues there. And, and yeah, I, I don't know if it's tenable. Um, but from, from our perspective, you know, we'd welcome anyone back. Uh, I think, you know, if I had a message to those players, it would be, you know, it's... it's changed um it's a new committee it's a new coaching staff yep. uh, the issues that, that were the issues have been addressed yep. uh and, and and we've got to move on and if if players want to want to um want to return then they'd be welcomed good good yeah that yeah so the door is always open that that that's sensational because i know there are a few players that um yeah have morley in their in their heart and yeah it would be mm. again we're not going into the, the details, but heartbreaking for the season that uh, that was uh, last year. So glad that, mm. yeah, again, we're not sweeping it under the carpet, but that's history. Future's yep. in front of us. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Now, as you said, you've not been in the Sunday League before. There are some, you know, there's some serious teams down there. Um, yeah. I've been... I was going to say lucky enough, but <laughs> on the day I didn't uh, consider myself lucky to have refereed some of those uh, the, the top of the table clashes uh, in that division. It, it, it's tough work, John. 
Uh, uh, Dan, uh, so you and John... Yeah, well, um, it'll be tough for John as well. But yeah, no, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry about that, Dan. <laughs> so, um, uh, what, the, the, the coaching credentials you have there, it, it, with uh, Sunday Amateurs, just by the very nature of the name, that people tend to take a slightly different attitude, players and coaches, but I can't imagine yourself or John uh, deviating from your known and successful... Um, coaching path uh yes and no i mean i think there's things that you don't compromise on mm-hmm. um you know as a coach uh but then there's there's other things that, that you need to be accepting of the environment that you're in yeah okay. um and you know uh if that means we've you know we've got a 35 year old center back that, that, that works until six and has got a young family then then maybe he trains three out of four sessions, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas in the state league, it's like, no, you know, we expect you there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think we, we, we're going to work uh, within the parameters of what's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, we won't compromise on some things because, uh, you know, I think we've both got reasonably high standards. Um, and, you know, we, we, we want to be a club that, that gets back into that semi-professional rank. So I think the way to do that is uh, have that mindset from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's, yeah, as, as it should be. So, yeah, uh, there's some distant starbies you, you're going to be uh, in there. How are uh, you expecting that? So being in the, the, the more, dare I say, professional uh environment of the Saturday League where mm. travel is more um, organised and more um, well, I won't say well I will, more, more rigid and more structured. How do you think yep. yourself and John are going to uh, organise that? If, or is it going to be uh, on your table to be organised, the, the, the travelling? Well, you mean for away games? For, yeah, for the, for the away games for, for, for players. I mean, I know obviously yourself and John will get there, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we always hear <laughs> those stories of obviously that the, the, the car broke down or yeah. sorry I slept in or can't make it this yeah, way, yeah. that sort of thing. Look, I think if anyone's car is going to break down, it's mine at the moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so that hasn't been a big concern. Look, we, we don't have a team bus or anything, but yeah, look, I'm sure the guys can carpool, but we, you know, we'll, we'll work that out. Um, I'm confident that we'll get players to games in any case. Yeah, it's probably lucky for you that uh, Southwest Phoenix got relegated from the amateur premier this season. Yeah, oh, you a... know what? But I love a I love a Bunbury trip. Yep, um, yep. But yeah, it's a, it's, um, it's a bit of a shame for the reason I think. Um, but yeah, look, it's a, it's a strong division. Yeah. Um, I I do live fairly close mm-hmm. to North Perth. I've watched them a couple of times, probably more than any other team. Just by virtue of the fact that it's over the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's some good players there. They play some good football. Uh, Emeralds just won the league, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, they're going to be competitive. Chum's got, I think, a, uh, a club pushing to go back up again. Yep. Um, so, you know, and, you know, apologies. I've, I could name the whole, well, whole league, really. Yeah, yeah, no, no yeah. we understand that. And, and again, that's what I'm saying. When Campbell Scott went down, mm. uh, they they found it extremely difficult to get to get back up there. As did um, mm. Maddington. When again, another another proud club. Um, so, obviously, we we don't wish that on on Morley. Of course not. But um, Pete did mention the the Southwest region uh, with your contacts down in the as the Peel uh, Development Talent 
Talent Development Officer, if I got that in the right yeah. order. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Sorry, I'll go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> will you be uh, drawing on that uh, knowledge to, to help bolster the uh, Morley stocks? Or, uh, oh, look, that, 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 I work um, with, with sort of uh, the, the TSP and the SAP um, in, the, in the Peel region. Mm-hmm. Um, so so these, these kids are sort of uh, 7, 8 to 16. Um, so, yeah, no, that, that, that's, that's sort of a standalone. Uh, I, I won't be recruiting them at this stage to more Libby Mills. Right, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I dare say I wouldn't be too popular with Mandurah Rocket Anime. Yeah, probably not. No, no, I was just, just asking. So how is that role going for you, Dan? Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, look, we, we run, I think it's the first, term that we've done it and it was a, a bit of a pilot mm-hmm. uh, for not for nine weeks uh, and we got off the top of my head 55 kids that are registered mm-hmm. um, which is great uh, and the plan is to roll that out uh, over the four terms next year um, some other plans in the pipelines as well but um, yeah it's, uh, it's it's going well the, the kids are great you know attitudes are fantastic uh, and, and some decent players that, that, that play uh, only in their the Peel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Development League. So I think there's between six and nine hundred kids wow. that play wow. internally. Uh, and you know they did very well at Country Week um, as well. Um, but yeah, they, they're um, between six and nine hundred. I forget the exact figure, but yeah, yeah. it's growing, and 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 hopefully. With the program that we're running, we're, we're offering something, you know, a little bit, a little bit extra. Hopefully, that'll that'll uh, add to the growth. And if there are listeners in the Peel region that are interested in what you've just there, where is it based, and how how could they uh, get involved? Please, Dan. Uh, it's at Patello Park on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so look, if they came down at four four p.m. on a Monday at Patello Park, uh, they they see us there. Um, they, they'd, uh, and, and, you know, they're welcome to, to try it out and, and, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll enjoy it. And if it's something that they want to do longer term, as I said, we've got plans to roll it out over the four terms, uh, for, for next year. Sensational. Now you mentioned country week there as well, uh, Dan, and I, I was always yep. intrigued because I was involved in Country Week more than a few times when I had two working knees, mm-hmm. and, I, and it was a tongue giggle, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah, I remember those days. Um, and it always intrigued me that um, a team which most people would consider Mandurah uh, to be part of the Perth metropolitan area is considered country, mm-hmm. because, yeah, Pete's shaking his head. Yeah, going, I think these days, it's, well, with the, the trains running down yeah. there, you'd, you'd sort of think of it metro. But I'm, I'm old enough to remember when Mandurah was, you know, the holiday destination. Yeah. You'd, you'd go down there over summer. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, look, the, the Peel, as I mentioned, the Peel Junior Soccer Association has a number of in-house only players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's those players that are representing Peel in Country Week, um, not your, your Rock and Am Mandurah players. Yeah, yeah, no, I understood. Yeah, that exactly right. Mm. Um, so, Dan, again, huge task in front of you with uh, with John on on the sidelines with you at Morley Windmills. Anything else you'd like to leave us with? We we certainly do appreciate your time here on the World Football Program, and you're always generous with your time to this show. Um, the floor is yours. What would you like to say to all those Morley Windmill fans out there who have just endured probably 
the darkest days of the club. Um, <laughs> well, hopefully they're both listening. No, um, <laughs> turn it up. Come on, mate. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that, that, that's disrespectful. There's, no, a, there's a number of more. There's a number of Morley fans that, that were obviously devastated with the news. Um, and I guess all I would say to them is hopefully they can buy into what myself and John uh, and the club, uh, the direction that we're going in. Um, you know, it's 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 been tough, but uh, you know we're we've, we're we're starting afresh now, and and um, yeah, come down, support us, and uh, hopefully uh, we can turn things around sooner rather than later. Mm, yeah, well, that's right. So, there, will there be? And I know Sean, who's listening, doesn't like the the phrase. Will there be trials or an open training session for for players to come down? When would uh, yeah, pre-season so we'll, start? There'll be uh, open training sessions. Uh, we'll have a couple of sessions uh, in late December, mm-hmm. and then we'll start afresh in January. All that information will come out uh, on our media and, and social media. Um, so, uh, but if anyone wants to get in contact with myself or John, uh, I think our details have been handed about social media as well. <laughs> so they're welcome to uh, okay. welcome to get in touch. Excellent. Dan, thank you very much, as I said, for joining us. Um, yeah, I don't envy the task. I, I, well, coaching is always, um, yeah, it, it, it's always a, you get the rewards for the hard work, but there's always some, um, some hiccups along the way, and we, we hope they are very, very minor for you. And, John, thanks for joining us. We look forward to chatting with you in the season that comes up, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. Thanks, guys, and uh, keep up the good work. Oh, well, one of, one of, yeah, 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 yeah. One of us is doing good work, and the other one, <laughs> yeah, the other one's getting laughed at. <laughs> yeah, you can you can take that as you like. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Uh, you have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Guys. Cheers, mate. That was Dan Evans, the appeal. De- talent development officer and newly appointed Morley Windmills head coach, with. John, okay. keep going. What are you? What are you showing me there? I was just gonna. I was gonna let you finish. No, well, you, so you can't. You've, you've, you've interrupted my thought process. What, what, what is that? I was just going to give a, a score update for anyone who's oh. following the women's league. Uh, we're it. at the 80th minute in Wellington, so right. the uh, the fans have got their shirts off and they're swinging them around their heads. Yeah, uh, and Wellington's up one nil over Brisbane. So this is a uh, so Brisbane possibly looking for their first loss of the season. Wow. Well, you know, out of their first three games. Small sample size. That's right, Small. but that would also leave. That would also be a good thing for the glory as well. Who so are playing uh, match kicks off at twelve thirty our time? They're away to Canberra. Mm-hmm. Never ever won away in Canberra. It's a tough gig, Canberra. Yeah, that Canberra also used to be. They're not so much anymore, but used to be the real one of the real power hitters of the women's league and the men's league. Canberra Cosmos. Were oh yeah, you're going way back. I'm oh, talking yeah. within the. Within the scope of the W League, yeah, sort of. Yeah, tough uh, but yeah, you're right. Canberra Cosmos back in the day, um, and yeah, the couple of dozen fans that went to the games absolutely loved them. Oh, that—that's <laughs> Pete. That's not me saying that, listeners. Uh, oh, that's oh, right. oh no, the couple of dozen Canberra Cosmos fans are going to get angry at me. Woo-hoo. Yeah, all, all right. right. <laughs> and look, while we're going with the A League, I may Go as well then. throw it in. We had we had a result last <laughs> night. Um, bottom of the table clash. Uh, after Melbourne, three games, mate. After three games. After, well, yeah. Uh, Melbourne victory had a two nil win over Sydney FC. Well, you say after after three games, Melbourne's already sacked their coach as a result of the after the results. When did that happen? Like last night. 
Uh, they sacked him just before, so Aurelio Vidmar's in charge of Melbourne City. Uh, Rado Vidicic got the boot, which is kind of a bit harsh. Not only is it only after two games, but they are top of the table in their Champions League group. That, um, that's crazy talk. Yep. Well, that's what losing 6-0 to Adelaide will do. Well, you hire the ex-Adelaide coach. <laughs> What's going there you on? Go. So you're talking about coaching being a tough gig. There you go. You lose your first two games, you're out. You, even if even if you're top of the table you, in the top, Premier League, in the Champions your, League. Your, your Champions League group yep. by a long way yep. and playing some superb football. You well, gonna, you ship six you're against Adelaide. That, that's not ideal early in the season. We're <laughs> not still ideal. sorting a few things out. <laughs> yeah. Doors over there, mate. Yeah. That's... Oh. There had been some talk that the uh, board wasn't happy with him anyway. Maybe this was oh, just no. the excuse they needed. But well, as again, it stands uh, now, Sydney FC are bottom of the table and haven't scored a goal in their first three games. Sensational news. Yeah, this is our, the cup winners, obviously. But, yeah, no. Um, yeah, yeah, and, new competition. Say, who cares about Sydney? Yeah. Well. And, and again, that's what we were mentioning with, uh, with Dan Evans, that if you have that rock-solid support and, and stability at board level, the only way which obviously up. Melbourne, which obviously Rado at Melbourne didn't have. No, no, no. And, and from what we heard, uh, was similar with um, Nigel Pearson at Bristol City that uh, right. he was having a few issues with the board as well. And the, uh, you know, his contract was going to be up at the end of the season. And oh, what's that, mate? Rumbling in the media about new job? Doors over there, mate. See you mm. later. Oh, that's the phrase of the day. Oh, usually one per per show. Yeah. Phrase of the day. Phrase of the day. Doors over there. Turn it up. (laughs) Turn it up. (laughs) Stick with us. You've got Pete and Hugh on the World Football Program. Joining us after the break will be John Polliquet, who will be talking about the reunion he's organised for the golden generation of West Australian football, 1973 to 1983, and we look forward to chatting with him. You're listening to Radio Fremantle 107.9. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 745 140 or simply at www futsalwa.org.au Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron is a fourth generation family business. Ring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. The top station on your radio dial, Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. And you are on the top station on your radio dial, the World Football Programme. 
quick, quick score update. Here Wellington we go. got a second goal. Absolute belter. So 85th minute. 2-0, looking safe to Wellington. Yeah, and no, I was going to worry about the need to get the defibrillator out with that reaction there. He went off in that there. What's going on? Oh, it was a cracker of a goal. Joining us on the line... Yeah, okay. Joining us on the line now is John Polycat. John, good morning. How are you today? Yes, very well, thanks. How are you going? I'm very well also. John, you've uh, organising, and I'm putting the air quotes in there, an informal reunion to enable some of the greats and not-so-greats of the golden era of West Australian football, 1973 to 1983, to catch up with old friends and enemies. Can you tell us all about that, please? Yeah, well, we, um, we, we used to play for Tricolori mm-hmm. in the old days, and uh, we had a, a reunion a couple of years ago. It's been very successful. And I was talking to my old mate Alfie Blackmore the other day, having a drink with him, and he said we should do it again. Mm-hmm. So we said, yeah, let's try it. And this now we remember this um, lost lost footballers webpage. Yep. I said let's try to include some uh, some other people. Yeah, man. So I put it forward to the uh, powers that be, and they it seems to be going well. We've had about six or seventy people there, I think. All right. That's sensational. I, I, I did when I spoke to you yesterday. Um, I, I sort of skipped past it. Can you give us the John Polycat football story? I often ask uh, our, our guests, uh, particularly um, guests that may not be familiar to our listeners, give us the John Polycat football. Not not all the way back to, you know, uh, junior football, but um, you said you played for Tripoli, but you played at a yeah. higher level than that as well. Yeah, well, 1973, um, I played Tripoli. Uh, top side of three and uh, they put, uh, had trials in England mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to bring people over and uh, I went to that trial and was successful and they flew myself and two other guys out Kevin Forge and Paul Bennett and um, brought us out to Australia paid for us there and everything and set us up with jobs and wow. put wow. after us really well and Who did you play for in England, John? I was a junior at West Ham Right mm-hmm. That was in my local club but uh I was playing uh, non-league at the time. Yeah, and, uh, what, what yeah, was that non-league club? Parking. Parking, okay. Yeah, we've been going uh, down the non-league path with Jim Webb earlier on. West, right. West Ham, so that was the um, uh, John Lyle West Ham, was it? Sorry? Was John, John Lyle the manager at West Ham at the time? He was a youth manager, yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah. And so... And Harry, Harry Redknapp was uh, one of the coaches as well. Oh, that would have been, yeah, the start of his coaching career way back then. Yeah. Far out. So, the, um, Bobby Moore was still there? Or he, he, was already gone to, yeah, he wasn't coaching, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I was thinking, had he already gone to Fulham by that stage? But he was still at West Ham at that stage. So you were, you were rubbing shoulders with some of the, the absolute greats of world football. That's right. But better than that, when they ended their careers, they came and played a few games. Over here with guest uh, appearances. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I've I've, um, I've mentioned that before. We had uh, Bobby Moore playing at Krakowie. Um, uh, and George Best yeah. came over. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Uh, lucky enough to be on the line uh, when George Best oh, played, really? played in South Australia. We were playing against Elizabeth City. Yeah. I believe you flagged him offside. I flagged him offside. Need to, to give me the <laughs> uh, the exact uh, wording of uh, where I should put that flag. <laughs> Which I subsequently did. <laughs> Didn't help my running style. <laughs> Sorry, John. Back to you. So, uh, West Ham Juniors and and getting the um, the child and 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 the fly out to to Australia. That must have been a huge culture shock for you. Oh, not wrong with the um, playing with leather balls and muddy conditions over mm-hmm. there, and coming to the WA and playing on um, fast conditions. 
it's um, yeah, it's much better. <laughs> much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Much better headache. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, those leather balls, we can, uh, Mm. of a certain vintage, remember those. And, yeah, that was, yeah, as I've stayed with uh, Jeff Astor and and more than a few of the footballers of that that era having um, later in their lives ongoing um, head trauma issues. Mm. So we we wish those people going through that all the best and hopefully it doesn't uh, doesn't happen. It's already happened to me, obviously. I've got a few damaged uh, brain cells as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 you and me both, John. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope it doesn't happen to me. It already has, son. <laughs> so, uh, you're over here in Australia. You're playing for Trick Calori, And where do we go next? Well, state state teams. That's right. In those days, uh, quite a few teams came out in the European end of season. Yep. Their uh, tours or pre-season tours. Go on, mate. Name them. Who, who did you play against? AC Milan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Did you get a shirt? Did you? Was that uh, acceptable no. behaviour at those stage? No. No. I didn't. Uh, yeah. I should, yeah, should have done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Northern Ireland, the players. Legia right. Warsaw. Legia Warsaw, yeah. Father. And Red Star Belgrade. That's uh, right. That's mm. right. I was just reminiscing about this the other day that... Back in the, like you say, the golden era, these clubs would come out to play in different conditions, to play in, uh, you know, a, a sure. sunny environment and would pay their own way. It wouldn't be mm. the case of what we see now with these, dare I say it, name brand you yeah. know, clubs coming out and go, yeah. well, I'm not coming to your country unless you give me a truckload of money. Hang on a minute, mate. Yeah. The golden era of football... They were, like you said, Red Star Belgrade, yeah. New York Cosmos mm-hmm. came out. Yeah, you had to, the likes of uh, Johan Cruyff playing for New York Cosmos coming over. Northern Ireland would, came over mm. and would, would play. The, so I saw them play yeah, but, Australia at Hymar uh, Stadium when they did that, but they were playing state sides. Can you imagine yeah. the Northern Ireland side now? Or England. Let's, let's go mm. England for, for one yeah. of a, a better phrase. England, when they used to come over, and they would just – snub us, they'd bring a, a, a B-side. Hmm. But yeah, can you imagine true. a full international, because it was the full international Northern Ireland side, playing the WA State team yeah. in today's era? It just wouldn't happen. And, I mean, different on the uh, Subi Over, I think it was at the time. That's right, mm. yeah, yeah. Cricket, cricket uh, pitch in the middle of it. <laughs> yes, that's right. So talk to, us about, talk to us about that game, because if it's the Northern Ireland side that I saw, you, you had... Um, uh, Martin O'Neill playing for them. You had some absolute superstars yeah. of the uh, English First Division, as it was called back then, just coming up, and you, you're playing against them. Yeah, uh, I wish I could be program here now, but uh, there's big names there for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can, I'm doing the exact same thing. I wish I'd bought my program. Here, <laughs> I, I've got it at home. Yeah, memorabilia. Uh, I was just trying to think yeah. who, who the goalkeeper was. It was the uh, uh, Middlesbrough keeper at the time. I can't, I can't remember. Anyway, that's us reminiscing. And that's what the the reunion that you have organised is all about, reminiscing about the, the good old days. Give us some more information about that, please, John. Where Where's it going yeah, to be well, held? Pat Jennings. Pat Jennings. No, it wasn't Pat Jennings. It was no. the other guy. Pat Jennings was in the squad, oh. but it wasn't Pat Jennings it, when I saw him because, Pat, they were doing uh, game by game. Um, He's Irish. He was, yeah, Northern Irish. Yeah, Pat Jennings was in the squad. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So he had the likes of Pat Jennings playing the, the WA State team, playing you, John. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry, mate. That's uh, <laughs> Pete, Pete, Pete's doing the research. Um, your reunion, please. Yeah. Well, I just thought these, that period between 75 and 82 was 
previous uh, soccer in WA. Yeah. Mm. There's some good crowds then. And, uh, there's good players, some really good players in that period. Uh, had good stateside. We, we've won some of these big games against the um, touring sides. Um, so, yeah. And it was very sociable, too. Mm. If you don't give it on the pitch, you usually got them off the pitch. Yeah. Yep. And, um, yeah, so, so anyway, we put the same sort of format through for this uh, reunion with the WA Lost footballers. Mm-hmm. And we've had a good response so far, so... Uh, anyone can turn up on the day. It's in South Fremantle, uh, South Beach Hotel. South Beach Hotel, South Fremantle, on what date, please, John? 10th of December. 10th of December, so still plenty of time 11, for you to organise that. 11.30 onwards. 11.30 kick-off. Yep. Yep, and, that's it. <laughs> no, well, that's it. It's brilliant. So some of the... Some of the names that you, you you've got there, go on. Like I love a name job. <laughs> you, you've got sixty seventy already, so there's more than a few there. We had a bit of a joke uh, yesterday about you know, some that that may not turn up for a variety of different reasons. <laughs> One of which we won't mention on yeah. air because it was like I said, we we had a bit of a giggle, but oh. <laughs> probably not. Where are you coming from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of these big names that are coming, John. Can can you drop a name or three? Oh, well, the uh, Johnny Davidson. Johnny Davidson. Yeah, one of the best players of the time. And uh, who we got? A list here. Willie Kelly, right? Aldo Trinker. Aldo Trinker. Wow. He's got his combination there. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. They walk into a, almost anybody's uh, dream team from that from that time. Those three players. Who, who else you got uh, there, mate? Got a list here. Uh, John O'Connell. Yep. Yep. He's one of your opposition, I suppose, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, John, John O'Connell, uh, yeah. Tommy Carruthers, uh, Gordon Love. Gordon Love. <laughs> John Malcolm. Yep. Alf Blackmore. Wow. Um, yeah, Alfie was a, a state player as well. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you would have played in the same state team with, with, with yeah, like, most yeah. of those players that you've just mentioned. It's all, it's all in our 70s now, so it's going to yeah. be interesting. <laughs> come to wear a name badge, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who are you again? I'm the guy that uh, gave you that uh, bruise on your ankle, mate. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. Is there an entry fee, John, or is it just free to rock up? You, you... No, no, it's free to rock up, but the food's available and you yep. pay for yourself. And, yep. Yeah, uh, finish uh, when it's finished. Yeah, and we, um, we don't need to, 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 to register. Like I say, it, it, it's free to rock well, up to, to the South Beach. numbers. We need we need some numbers really. Yeah, yeah. For the, uh, the venue. Sure. Because it could be a bit of uh, food. So yeah. is is there is there like a website or a, something where where people will register? Yeah, on, on the um, WA Lost Footballers, I've got an event page on there. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's in the the, the Facebook okay, page. Everyone's got it and uh, check it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Come along on the day if you want. But uh, be nice to know if we can get some uh, good solid numbers. Yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, w- what's your involvement in, in, in football, if any, uh, nowadays, John? Do you, do you still get down to your, your local club? I've been down in Boston now, so... Right. Been here for uh, quite a few years. Uh, I've got a pretty good side down here, and uh, I've got to see some players as well down there, so I've got the choice to go and have a look. Yep. Well, we, we were so, discussing uh, yeah. Barcelona FC, weren't they the the last regional club to get knocked out of the uh, the Australia Cup this season? They had a, a, right. a, a fairly decent run. I'm 
Pete's the smoke coming off that computer. I'm making him work today. <laughs> He's earning his hashtag oh, just... world's greatest wingman thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was it. Was was Bustleton FC was Yeah, they, they went side. Yeah, they are a good side. Uh, and you see them on a semi regular basis there, John. Yeah, yeah. When I'm not playing golf. When you're playing <laughs> <laughs> And how is your golf game, mate? Uh, is your handicap uh, the same as mine? You're just uh, picking up a club? <laughs> let's go back to soccer, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, not that flash. It's a lovely course down here. If anyone wants to come play golf down here, it's a beautiful course. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. it. Uh, all right, John, and th- thank you very much for, for, for joining us. And, and again, give us that uh, that plug. So it's at the South Beach Hotel. South Beach Hotel, yep. Sunday, yep. Uh, Sunday the 10th of December. Yep. 1130. 1130 until. 1130 until. We're a name badge. Do you want uh, some of your guests to bring down some memorabilia that they may have, like their, their old uh, club shirt or, you know. The, oh, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the gold medal, yeah. Mr. Norman can rock down with his. Uh, whoops. Oh, hang on. I've done that wrong, haven't I? Yeah, I Graham, Graham won the gold medal, didn't he? Sure, he won the. Uh, the Did Rock you say medal. Graham Norton? Normington. Okay. Because oh, I was going to so say, Norman, yes. yeah. Graham Norton. He. <laughs> Graham Orton, you say? Yeah. Graham <laughs> Orton, he, he could be there. Yeah, well, again. So if you have uh, played in that, uh, and do, is it strictly that era? Or like if you're... Um, no, no, no. Just no, want to no, reminisce no, about, no. Uh, the, about the good old days of, uh, of yeah. when you played? Come on down and, and yeah, bring your uh, autograph book, I would have thought. There's some huge names that you mentioned there. Uh, you don't that, uh, don't that really mentioned. want too many young ones, do you? No, no, no. Just show us up. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah, exactly right. It's, yeah, it's the uh, a reunion for like-minded people, the greats and not-so-greats of the golden era of uh, West Australian football, 73 to 83, or thereabouts, you know, yep. e- either side of that, no trouble. Rock on down Lovely. to the South Beach Hotel on the 10th of December from about 11, 11.30, you said, John? Yeah, 11.30 onwards. 11.30 until they kick us out, I suppose. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's free entry. All you need to do is just get in touch with John Polycat on the uh, Lost Football. Hang on a minute. I've popped it on our Facebook there page as well, so it's cut and pasted from from what you had on. In case we've got any any followers on our group that isn't on the Lost Football page, hopefully they can get the message yeah. through and uh, still get word through to you, John. Yeah, excellent. Thanks very much. There you go. That's uh, that's what we're here for, John. And like I said, we, we are the World Football Programme, but we like to keep our uh, finger on the pulse of what's happening locally. Even though the seasons have finished, football is 24-7, 365, and yep. he's just another example of that. Beautiful. No worries. Anything, anything else you'd like to uh, have a chat to us about, John, before we no, let you go? Any, you've, you've done, is that true you're the longest-serving radio station? Yes, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are the longest continuously running Football-specific program in the world. We are now yep. in our thirty-seventh year yep. of continuous broadcasting. Oh, I haven't been doing it for that long. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, if we did it that long, we might start yeah, to get it right. Get out of <laughs> yeah, we are, mate. Thank you for giving us that plug, mate. Yeah, we are. I'll tune you in. Yeah, so one hundred seven point nine every. Well, we have the uh, the Christmas period off, uh, but yeah, one hundred seven point nine FM Radio Fremantle from ten AM to noon. Saturday mornings, yeah. Excellent. 
And well tune in before that, you've got the Celtic Ramble Show, which is always an excellent uh, excellent chat. And coming up very, very shortly is uh, Bags Groove, the jazz show, our dedicated jazz show here on Radio Fremantle. That comes on from 12 as well. So plenty of entertainment to be had here on Radio Fremantle, top station on your FM dial, as the uh, sweeper says. Yep. Right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, John. Thanks, Appreciate John. your time, yeah. and you stay safe, and hopefully you'll get, uh, you know, 100, 150, 200. I'll listen Oh, that'll be good. Nice. That'll be good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate you joining us. Cheers, John. Bye Bye for now. That was John Polliquet, who is organising a reunion for like-minded greats and not so greats of the golden era. Pete, you've got your hands in the air, waving about like you just don't care. Go for it. Jim Platt. That's the character. Jim Platt. That was it. Middlesbrough keeper at the time. Yes. Yes. I saw Jim Platt play. I was, yeah, slightly disappointed because. Pat Jennings, uh, yeah, was on the bench. And back in those days, uh, they had the whole squad, but you could only make three subs, and the likelihood of a keeper getting subbed in was very, very slim. It was Jim Platt. Thank yep. you very much, Pete. Yeah, ex uh, for a keeper at the time. Now, we've gone through an hour and 47 minutes of the program. And now it's your time to shine. No, I'm not, well, I'm just saying we have not even mentioned what's probably been the biggest footballing... Right. Event, sto- set of stories. Hold on to that thought. All right. Hold on to that thought. All Listeners, right. hold on to your chair. Pete is going to shine. Oh, I don't know Plenty about more that. To come, the World Football Program on 107.9 Radio Fremantle. Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware, components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432-745-140 or simply at www.futsalwa.org.au. Oswest Fencing and Raw Iron is a fourth generation family business. Ring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Raw Iron. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. FM, your local station. Is it just me? Is that sweeper? Maybe it just came through the headphones wrong. Welcome back to 107.9 FM, Radio Fremantle's The World Football Program. You've got... Oh, gee whiz, it's almost like I've gone back to the bad old days of uh, the worst <laughs> trainee in the world in the chair, Hugh Best, with the world's greatest wingman, hashtag, you know. No, 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 you got, you're the hashtag today. I am, I'm doing that, yeah. So anyway, like I was saying, we've we've gone 
an hour and 45 minutes, through, well, an hour and 50 minutes through yeah. the program now, and we haven't even mentioned the fact that, you know, we've had the Matildas over here for Did the we? three games, you know. When did yeah. that happen? Oh, it's, I, you know something's gone uh, going strange when you turn on Channel 7 and they've got, you know, football, as in round ball football. I was walking through the city yep. uh, near the bus port and, yeah, people tend to put their random stickers up. Yep. There was the, a couple of random stickers. Sam was here. Nice. And I went, nice. <laughs> I, I, I knew what that joke is. Yep. yep. <laughs> Tell us about it, Pete. Well, uh, as we said, uh, 97,000 uh, in attendance over the course of the three games. Oh, we didn't crack the... Didn't we didn't quite crack oh. it. I, I don't know if you would have needed to get like literally 100% attendance at every game. Like no one not turn up. No one not turn up. And I up. think then you would have... Because all, all three games were sell, sellouts. They were sellouts, but you always get, you know, the couple of odd empty seats Yeah, one, one, of, one of those couple of odd empty seats was mine because I was uh, away working. I was oh, not happy. Jeez. Uh, not happy. I bought my tickets way back when, when they were 50 bucks for, oh. for all. See, I, didn't, I, I actually didn't go. I didn't get tickets. I, I left it too late. Yeah. Um, I'd been over in Brisbane for the World Cup, for the Women's World oh. Cup. Uh, and I was, oh, when we get back, we'll jump online and get the tickets. And nope, gone. I thought you had tickets, Pete. Sorry, mate. Yeah, no, that's all right. Yeah, so that was for, yeah, the double headers, 50 bucks for, for those. So, yeah, I, I jumped in early. Anyway, Pete, your turn, time to shine. Tell oh, well, about- no. So, obviously, uh, just going over the uh, the uh, Olympic Games qualifying, yep. um, we have Australia's obviously won our group, uh, three out of three. You know, 13 goals scored, none conceded. Yep. Philippines finished second. So the way the qualifying worked for the women is there's three groups. Yep. Uh, winner of each group goes to a playoff and yep. the best-ranked second-place team. And and we were looking at Vietnam being the best-ranked second team. It's not the Philippines, is it? After that eight well, thumping? Surely not. I don't quite know how it worked, but uh, they also had uh, uh, the AFC had figured something out that whoever the best-placed second-place team was would also affect who the other teams played in the rounds. Right. So had the Philippines been the second-placed, um, best second-place team, yep. we would have had to play Japan. So I think part yep. of part of the strategy was that's why we put out the full-strength oh. team against the Philippines because. and absolutely handed out a spanking yep. uh, specifically to stop the Philippines. It sounds a bit... Sounds a bit nefarious when I say it like this, but specifically to stop the Philippines getting through. Allegedly. Yeah. Well, allegedly. Well, we went for the win. We played a strong team, went for the win. Um, Well, I mean, they played in the recent World Cup, so the Philippines are no mugs, and and that game was absolutely sensational. Some of the quality of those goals were just top draw. And so, yeah, and so that that helped us avoid uh, getting Japan in the second round. Uh, In Group B, North Korea won. Yep. uh, Topped the group. South Korea South Korea second. Uh, China hosted the event, but unfortunately they uh, Chinese take away sweet and sour memories from that tournament, finishing third. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh you spotted it, that, did you? Oh, um, my. Oh. And, and in Group C, Japan <laughs> Japan won the group. Uh, second place uh, was Uzbekistan, who hosted that one, and they're the team that uh, is the best second-place oh, team. No. So in the... Uh, in the next round of playoffs, or the final round of playoffs, yep. it's going to be North Korea against Japan, yep. and Australia will be playing home and away against Uzbekistan. So Ooh. 24th of February, we're away to Uzbekistan, and then the 28th. So not a big turnaround either. Four no. days later, we're back in Australia. Uh, I know the MCG's putting their hand up. They, they want to have that game in Melbourne. Yep. Um, honestly, I'd have no objections, because I'm sure it would it's, be a it's, sellout. It's likely. And, and you're saying, oh, no, but... Uh, no disrespect to Uzbekistan, but if I had to pick one of those teams to play off in the you know sudden death, I'd 
pick Uzbekistan over Uz- North Korea Uzbekistan or a, 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 I don't Japan. Know, I don't know. I mean, they're not, again, an oil-rich nation. They are sinking money into their football programs, male and female, like yep. it's going out of fashion. And uh, they are, yeah, I'm fearful. You're but, fearful? Well, if, I mean... If, if the Matildas play as they did uh, in the same vein as they absolutely pantsed the Philippines, well, okay, no drama, but... Yeah. Well, look in the in the in their group, um, their matches they they had a one nil win over Vietnam. Right. Uh, went down two nil to Japan. Uh, both of J- Japan's goals came in the first fifteen minutes. So I, mean, I didn't like, watch the match, but it might have been a case of you know take the foot off the gas then, uh, and then a three nil win over India. So, I mean, the results were decent, but not. I don't think the Matildas should be scared. Not earth shattering, yeah. obviously. And again, so that um, that those playoffs is basically the semi final. So the winner of those uh, yeah, two so the two playoffs, winners go into the Olympic Games. So um, we need to get our, and it'll go, and that's not till February next year. Now, oh, I was going to ask you a question without notice. I don't think it'll go to. It should go to extra time. So uh, if yeah, if, well, if it's if it's tied at the end of the second leg, extra time, uh, and then a penalty shootout, which would mean we'd be hosting it. Um, yeah, as, as the host in the second league. Yeah. 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 Have you got the, the format there, Pete? Is it uh, away goals? Well, it doesn't or actually it, say here, but uh, I don't know they've, because they've started. No FIFA, FIFA can never stop meddling with things because they sort of removed yeah. away goals for some stuff. Yeah, FIFA, and FIFA, well, it's actually UEFA. UEFA did, yeah, sorry, UEFA did in the Champions because League. Because they uh, were of the opinion that the Champions League was uh, promoting negative football by you go to Anfield, and get a 1-0 win and then just play, you know, 10 defenders and a goalkeeper on the home leg, you're through on the away leg goal. Yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced of that argument. Um, Nor was I. It's more like, I mean, if, away goals are a way of splitting the teams up. Mm. So removing that just means you're more likely to go to a penalty shootout, which I think most people would say I'd rather have it decided during the game. Than yeah. All yeah. Credit, uh, Penalty shootouts are pretty exciting. Again, Women's World Cup, we know about them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd um I'd gone to that uh, so I'd gone to the uh, Perth per, in the in the CBD the fan fest for that match yeah and I'd stepped out of the house it was about two p.m. going to go down to the game uh, meet met Penny down there yeah I uh, went with a few people the France game you're talking about yeah the France game the yeah. sun was shining and I'm like oh it's a beautiful day I just wear my Matilda shirt you know yeah um as soon as I sat down there at, at, at the fan fest, I went, oh, it's a bit shady here. Yeah, yeah. It's getting a bit cold now. Kind of wish I'd bought a jacket. Yeah. That's right. So, of course, the game goes to extra time. Yeah. And I'm getting colder. <laughs> and the wind's starting to howl. <laughs> and Mary Fowler had that one shot that could have gone in, oh, but, you know, that, that lunging a, yeah. dive from the French defender. Full credit full credit to the, the defender there because yeah. it was a great last-second tackle. It was. But, I, you know, honestly, I was thinking, oh, I'm really cold. I wish that had gone in. <laughs> And then, obviously, you know, extra time's done and dusted and, and we're sort of into the penalty shootout. And I'm like, I'm really cold I'm now. Really cold I'm, now. I'm <laughs> bloody fr- And I'm looking around every other person, even though got they're in jacket. their Matilda's gears, got a jacket. And I'm yeah. like, I'm the only idiot that stepped out at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and went, well, it's warm and sunny now. It's not going to be cold by 5.30. No, of course not. And there's, you know, there's the cold breeze howling through there and... Everyone else is like quivering with excitement during the penalty shootout, and I was just shaking because I was freezing cold. Um, but it was all worthwhile in the end. It was, yeah. Oh, 
Well, that's a great way to finish the show, Pete. <laughs> it really is. Uh, thank you very, very much for joining us, listeners. You've been listening to the World Football Programme, which is brought to you every Saturday, except for Christmas, uh, by our longtime partners, Futsal WA, the biggest and best futsal competition in Perth. Get in touch with Greg Farrell to register your interest in the Superliga. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron for custom, custom fence uh, <laughs> gates and gate automation project manufacturing installs just read what's in front of you Huey don't uh, and gate and fence hardware WA for all hardware and parts to make your fence and gate project look schmicko thank you very much to the listeners who uh, were quick on the buzzer with the answer to the clue of do Liverpool play at Anfield yep and uh, you enjoyed those double passes to the game tonight glory against Central Coast Mariners Central Coast? It is, yeah. Central Coast, yeah. Central Coast Mariners. Let's so, Stadge coaching against his St- own team. We didn't even team. mention that. Stadge yeah. going up against uh, a Stadge-orientated side. Yeah. That's going to be Didn't even mention that. Mentioned well, it now. Just then? Yeah. Just don't, in time. Don't do my head in, Pete. Don't do my head in. Not, not <laughs> now. I've had, I've had a hard time throughout the whole show, and you want to start that right now. <laughs> Coming up next is Len and Bags Groove. You stay tuned for that because it is not to be missed. And we will get back on air next Saturday. It won't be me. And I can hear you all clapping. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> it won't be me. The crew. I think it's Penny, actually, next week. Penny will be in the chair and the professionalism will take over. Thanks for having us. You stay safe out there, Perth, and get yourself to the game tonight. And bye for now. No, bye yeah. for now. There yeah. it is. Join us again next week at the same time for the World Football Program on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM.